wings, listen up. Today's run is vitally important to our cause. Set your frequencies to Dice Time, a Star Wars Legion podcast and part of the Legion Academy Collective. Your lead wing captain today will be Ben Gedron, and your support ship leader will be Paul Watson. Let's show them what we're made of, Rebels. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dice Time. I'm Ben Jetron. I'm Paul Watson. And this is Adepticon, our, our, our Adepticon recap episode. Paul, how are we doing today? How are we doing after that wonderful long trip at Adepticon? Good. I don't know that I fully, like, slowed down, because then spring break was shortly after, so... Yeah. I- I'm excited that we're having recorded. Yeah, I was going to say, we, uh... We took the extra time hoping that we could, like, recover a little bit more, because Adepticon definitely knocked the wind out of me as soon as I got back. Uh, actually, no, it knocked the wind out of me while I was there. Uh, but we are gonna be, uh, but we're all good now, so we're good to, uh, get recording underway, um, and chat about our journey and walk you through our whole adventure that we had and all the, all the friends we made along the way. Speaking of friends we made along the way, we had friends that we knew beforehand, that were with us in our journey, and they're actually joining us today. So we've got, uh, in the cargo hold, let me just open the door here. There they are, right where I left them. Sean Morris and our friend Justin. How's it going, guys? Hey, evening. That's going well. Thank you. Thanks for packing peanuts off me and throwing us that uh, of course. you gave us. Of course, of course. Go ahead and you're, you're, free, you're free to step out of there. We won't, we won't do the show in there. I just had to keep you in there for, you know, security reasons. Appreciate it. So, this was this was my first Adepticon. I know that this is not Paul's first Adepticon. So, uh, Paul, I'll say, go ahead and how would you compare the turnout at least, as far as like how many people were there, how many of like the presence of events that were there. Uh, how would how would you compare this year to to prior years? I feel like every year Adepticon seems to get bigger. Do you think so? I just, yeah, it just, I don't know. It just seems like there was vendors, like, packed into areas that normally were not there. I feel like the the area, the gaming areas that I had typically played in in the past seemed even more full. Because um, a couple of the areas that I've played events in have been ones that were kind of like out of the way a little bit in the convention center, and so those rooms didn't have quite as many people. But even those rooms seem to be uh, a little closer to capacity. Mm. Um, And then I actually played um, over in the other hotel where they had events this year, too, which is the first year that I've been over there. But I I know it's not the first year that they've had stuff over there. But even when I was over there, it felt like there were a lot of people in that space as well. So yeah. I just feel like it just keeps getting bigger. Yeah, well, that's good for it because I was I had a I had an absolute blast. Um, Justin, Sean, how is this your first time in Adepticon or multiple? That's number one for me. Yeah, it was uh, something on my list. Uh, haven't gone before. I'm glad I went. Um, it seems like a much slower paced uh, con than some of the other ones I've been at, but like slower paced on a, on a plus side, I think for me. So yeah, I agree. gaming area was like spread out with actual room to game where I didn't feel like I was bumping into people who were just like meandering by. Like I wasn't like stuck out in the, the traffic areas like uh, some of the other venues I've been to. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, for me, it was my first uh, con period, uh, not just first Adepticon. Oh. And, uh, yeah, and it was quite a nice one to go to with the people I met and the things that were set up. Uh, really had no expectations, but um, if I did, I'm sure they would have been exceeded because it was a great time. Very nice. Well, we uh, we all had our own methods of transportation of getting there. I know that my and uh, our own time frames of when we all arrived. Uh, I was staying with uh, Justin in our hotel room, and then right across from us was uh, Sean and uh, his friend Christian, who uh, was uh, who's uh, definitely uh, French, as as I as I remember being told several times, right? He's actually French speaking. Ah, okay, got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that one of one of the one of the first jokes we had for uh, all over the weekend was just pestering uh, pestering Christian. Uh, and then Paul, you you stayed not in the hotel. You 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 stayed at a friend's house, so you had that going for I, you at least. But that was, I believe, I heard. I remember you saying way further away. We were like five minutes down the road, and you were like what 40 <laughs> yeah it was uh it was um actually it was about an hour drive because i didn't go the toll ways ah, to right. save some money but yeah it's right. about an hour away stayed a second year that i've done this i stayed at uh joe de pinto's house actually. hey there we go so yeah we uh we have a good time just like hanging out and stuff it's i will say it's draining to drive an hour um, oh yeah both of the you know front and back end of your day at another hour of just driving and i i have a bigger vehicle um so i typically am the one who drives because then we have plenty of space for you know display boards and our armies and stuff and don't have to worry about anything breaking and whatever so yeah it just it adds a lot for sure well i don't I know, know if that will continue to be our our go-to or if we will change things up in the future but well i know my uh my journey of getting there was definitely not uh, the most ideal and fun because the uh, I had I had a full day of work. Well, seven eighths of a full day of work, <laughs> and uh, then I had to turn around, drive five hours, and arrive at the conven- or at the hotel, then drive to the convention center, and then pick up my badge before the next morning because I had an event Thursday morning. So uh, I was definitely not loving the <laughs> the initial journey to get there. And I made it to get my badge about uh, about an hour less no less than an hour before they had uh, they had closed up shop for the night so definitely couldn't have timed it up much better than that or couldn't have pushed it too much more but um, it was nice you know the get the badge process uh, I can compare to Gen Con and can say that that was uh, way way better be- because this is a much smaller venue so it just weren't. Even even though this was probably the busiest time to get your badge, it was also faster than any time I've waited in the Gen Con line to get my badge, which I'm just going to be comparing a lot of this to Gen Con because Gen Con's the only other convention that I've been to that can really compare to Adepticon. I've been to other conventions, but they don't really compare in the same way. Uh, these are both gaming conventions, so they, they typically work as a good comparison. Uh, but when I was in there, I saw the badge or I saw the uh, Legion tables, and I, so I got to at least stare at those while I was waiting for my badge. <laughs> so that was cool. Yeah, it's definitely Adepticon is definitely a smaller uh, convention, um, but it's also 
focused on mini war games, right? So it's all war gaming other than that there's like a board game library and stuff, but you're you're seeing all war games like all the time compared to compared to a Gen Con which has tons of board games and it does have miniatures going on, but um I would say that there's probably more board game focused at Gen Con. So I know that uh myself and Sean got the uh the VIP the premium badge not the VIG that was the top one but the the middle one with the premium badge. Uh Paul, did you get one of the premium badges or did you get a standard? I just got a standard one. Okay. I had gotten them in the past and I I will say if you're going to Adepticon and you can get like the upgraded badges like they're usually worth it. You usually oh, get so a lot of really, really good swag and stuff out of it. Um, I was trying to save a little money this year because I was going on back-to-back trips. So uh, True. That's fair. Justin, do you, you got the standard badge, right? I just double-checking. I got the premium. Oh, you got the premium badge. Oh, okay. Well, shoot. I, I stopped there because I would have had to bring like an extra two cases of luggage to get all the stuff they sent home with the, uh, the VIG just seeing the yeah. huge boxes that everybody's walking down the hall with it's crazy yeah so the premium badge is you know your stock standard badge but then it also comes with like a whole swag bag worth of stuff although this year it was a swag box because they could not contain everything in a in a bag so uh without i'm not going to run down a list of every single thing that came in it but you can watch video you can go to youtube and like look up like Adepticon swag bags for any given year and you can see it's like it was like 50 bucks this year because like the standard baggage was 50 bucks and then to make it premium was 100 so it's like you're paying 50 dollars for this swag bag alone and the swag bag alone is i feel like sean and i crunched the numbers out and it was somewhere between like three and four hundred dollars of value at least yeah i think that's uh that's exactly accurate so um like if you push everything to full retail, obviously the like the dice packs, um, I wouldn't pay forty five bucks for that. But that's like the retail on that. That uh, it was it uh, was a kill team dice. I think. I think it was Warcry or something. Warcry, yeah, something yeah. like that. Like the dice packs a lot. I mean that uh, that Hydra model was cool. I just turned around and flipped that for like a super quick deal uh, deal for the person I sold it to and deal for me. And um, all is uh, sorry, uh, J Rod is accurate in the fact that like. I'm kind of glad I didn't get the VIG um, box because I didn't even have enough room to bring back like the premium stuff, and I and I was grossly underprepared for the amount of volume that I needed to uh, uh, to bring back. So it's either extra suitcase or uh, or just like one pair of underwear for the whole week next time. <laughs> so I'll figure that out. I'll, I'll plan ahead, but uh, yeah, I needed some more real estate for for sure. But uh, definitely good value. That's like. 50 bucks extra the value was there even if you turn around and, and flip like one or two items out of there that you don't need oh yeah 100 um, percent. Yeah. yeah and i think the value is there in the vig uh, thing as well so oh yeah it is because yeah. yeah that was because that was what another 50 bucks or something on top of that and <laughs> yeah well, and, and kind of like and the difference between them is like another 200 some odd dollars of value 
let's not forget though it also it also was like fifty dollars in lost wages as we waited to try to get the vig badge on oh, uh, you know, right. the registration platform <laughs> so there, you got to factor that into so we're skipping that part of the story okay got <laughs> we're oh, skipping okay. registration <laughs> as part of the story yeah well, but we're going to take out all the congestion bottlenecking take that all out got it check yeah good yeah. you can do take this out in your post edits that you uh that you bragged about earlier so yeah, yeah no i won't anyway <laughs> the um the Legion tables were the first thing that uh, I saw when I went through and I was uh, looking at badge when I was uh, waiting for my badge and and my swag bag and all that. Um, the Legion tables were already set up and they had a small crowd of people that were going through. It didn't look like I it didn't look like your standard run of the mill con goer could go over there and take close up pictures. So I had to wait till the next day to take pictures, but I tried to take some, like, at a distance, but I was just, I was excited just because I saw, like, colors, terrain of all kinds, and I was just like, oh man, this is, this is going to be exciting, so I, I knew that we were going to be in for a good weekend when I saw, just as soon as I saw those tables, I was just like, man, this is, I'm not even going to be playing Legion the whole weekend, but I'm, uh, I am ready for Adepticon. So I thought we can, uh, we'll go ahead and try to you know, skip through our days and just kind of walk us through, you know, our notable moments and our notable journeys uh, and adventures that we had uh, each of the each of the four days of this convention here. So, I think with uh, with Wednesday night out of the way, uh, we can go ahead and move into Thursday. So Thursday, as far as the Legion world goes, was the last chance qualifier. Um, we got to go down there and check out, you know, who all was playing, and we, we took some pictures with some of the people. There was a lot of, uh, Friday Night Fights crew that was down there representing with their, jer- uh, their jerseys. Um, I think, I feel like there was, like, eight or nine total for the weekend, because there were different, uh, different folks, uh, uh, through. I think jerseys in total, maybe, like, eight or nine. Uh, and then we obviously saw a few, a few po- folks that we know from the, the channel like i'm thinking like uh i saw seth go through there mm-hmm. uh, on the weekend and a few uh few other people uh, kind of stopped by and, and uh went through dark slider and, and a few others uh were in and around the area i don't think they were in our actual tournaments but uh they were in and around the space so yeah good a good showing for sure for sure yeah and, the, and there was like pally there was uh justice i'm trying to think of who else there was uh dakota was there uh, dakota landon yep landon um, was there I'm not sure if you said justice or yeah, not, justice. but uh, yeah. yeah, another guy with, I mean, a guy named J-Rod, but usually we forgot he was there most yeah, of the time. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought you were setting up the classic joke of list everybody, and then, and yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically it was that, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little awkward because you're like literally on the podcast, and Ben already named you as the fourth person, but yeah. So, I, yeah, I, oh, I didn't mean to. Sorry, exactly. I didn't mean to do that. I meant to just, I meant to just <laughs> have us through recording and then have Ju- uh, Justin be there and be like, yeah. And then we'd be like, what? Who are you? Put all this, put all this stuff at the end, just all together out of context. Just a long audio clip. <laughs> I will say it was, it was cool to uh, finally put a lot of faces with names that, you know, I've seen pop up on the... Um, the chat and, and streams and stuff like that and finally get to meet a lot of those people in person was awesome. Yeah, because this was my first time meeting literally everyone we just said, including Justin and Sean, uh, in, in person. Because we've, uh, yeah. we've, we've streamed and talked together, but we've never spoken in person or anything like that. So it was it was fun to see everybody. 
Yeah, I think we were all supposed to, well, at least some of us were supposed to meet the previous year when COVID canceled Adepticon. Yeah. And we weren't able to make that happen, but it was, it was good. It was good to finally see each other in person for sure. Yeah, the the uh, worlds. Thinking about that again, like this is the world qualifier. This is the world championship for Legion that has been meant to be run for three years now. Yeah, the original worlds that this was supposed to be that this is technically the taking the place of was for 2020. Um, and that was people who had invites from 2019 and then early 2020. So then, the, then you know, three years of nothing. People, some people still holding on to those invites and wanting to cl- and wanting to use them, like myself. And th- yeah, so this is like an event that's been three years in the making, at least. <laughs> so this was a this was like a big this was like a big amount of closure for for some people who just really wanted to go to this event and just and do it and have fun and qualify move on get in the top eight get in the top four become the world champion actually no nobody's been waiting for that because the the the, the world champion has are was already the world champion so <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say you're listening to the wrong podcast yeah. if uh, that's what you're looking for <laughs> sorry sorry yeah you only you only you're only here if you wanted fun that's it um so as far as uh, events go, um, anybody have any great, awesome events that they had, like middle of the day or morning or anywhere in that ballpark? I'll start off. Um, I actually played um, in the Legion Narrative on Thursday, and um, I played in the um, Clone Wars version. There was two that day. There was the Clone Wars and the Galactic Civil War. Um and it's called Ghost of Onyx, and he, a guy named Kyle Toth, is a guy from the Chicago area, has run these, I think this is the second year running them now, um, and they are pretty popular from what I've heard, and there's usually a wait list for them, It's and there's not very many people who can get in. Essentially, it's a, it's a four-on-four narrative game where... Um, Four people for our game, four people were CIS, four people were clones, and a Republic. And he made a big, like, 3D printed temple that had multiple layers on it. And the board was probably uh, four feet wide, and I want to say at least, I was going to say at least eight. Eight yeah. to ten feet long. Yeah, um, huge board. With, yeah, just massive. And so you kind of just set up um, against one of the other players on the other team, and you played in like your area, but you definitely mingled <laughs> also, with the other players yeah. around you for <laughs> sure. Um, it was a really cool time, and he had it kind of set up like you would—I don't know, like a like a D and D game or something, where like the temple was fully covered. And so as you climbed the outside of the temple and like entered the the doorways and stuff, he would he had one temple on the map and then he had another version of the temple all separated out for the floors. So once you would enter that room, he would uncover like take the piece of cardboard off of that floor so then you could see what was inside. So you had no idea what you were walking into. 
to when you went into this temple. And so not only are you fighting the other person across from you, you're also trying to like discover the secrets of the temple. And Mm -hmm. um, there's all kinds of what our group called buttons to push. He he just has like red dots all over the map of different things. Like it might be a, a computer console or there might be a speeder that has a red dot on it and you just go over and you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm as a free action. I'm, I'm pushing the button, you know, I'm seeing what this thing does. And sometimes it was like, um, you get a free surge token. Sometimes it was like, you push the button on the speeder and it's like, well, you repaired the speeder and now you have a, a land speeder that you can put your guys in and fly around with. And he had like custom profiles for like speeders. And I found a tank and, um, all kinds of stuff. Some of it might have been like you you fall through a hole <laughs> or, you know, spawn some bad guys. Um, during the narrative, some cool stuff like um, the Mandalorian uh, showed up with his ship, fully 3D printed ship, um, like to the scale that it should be um, mm-hmm. for Legion. And a bunch of Mandos came out um you know, kind of like the show, all the different versions of the Mandalorians were all fighting together to uh, save Grogu, and uh, that also meant the death of anyone who was nearby, <laughs> which did, they did not discriminate between CIS or Gar, and so just stuff like that just made the game so hectic and crazy, and um, it, was a, it was a really good time. You just rolled dice and, you know, had fun, and it was... Um, a little bit about it is the the, uh, the forces were 500 points per player, and you could not have any unique characters. And you also, like list building, you couldn't have any of the same upgrades. So if I took a Z6 on one of my clone trooper units, I couldn't take another Z6. I had to take a different heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just made it really interesting as far as like list building went and then playing the game, because you got to see a bunch of different loadouts and, you know... You got to see a lot of like arc troopers and things that you would normally not see, you know, full arc squads in a in a typical, you know, competitive game as as of right now. I guess you might see it a little bit more with battle forces, but um, yeah. So it was just it was just a really interesting time. Generic commanders, uh, you know, all around, but had some special abilities and and things. It was it was a really good time. He is planning on doing it again next year, and he's increasing this. The size of the games to five on five is what he's hoping, since there's so many people who want to um, play in it, which is cool. Good luck. Uh, I mean, he had a lot going on already, so I can't imagine (laughs) what he's got in store for next year. But it was a good time. Uh, The the guys that uh, played CIS against us, um, they were really cool guys, and we had a good time laughing and joking, you know, playing that game. So. little lighter version of Legion, for sure, but uh, if anybody's interested in something like that, I would definitely encourage you to go. Um, there were some cool things he did that, like, uh, he had some printouts that were in Arabesh, and so you'd, like, push a button, and he would just hand it to you, and he'd be like, okay, what do you want to do? And you're like, uh, <laughs> uh this one. <laughs> So if you he gave you kind of like some homework beforehand so you could like translate it before you showed up if you wanted to and then so you kind of knew a little bit about the game and what those choices were um and then you ran it when you ran into him in the game you could pick a little easier but yeah it was it was a fun time for sure That's awesome. 
I thankfully got to know that experience firsthand because I watched your guys' game, or at least most of it, and then uh, I got to... I was told that two of the people of on the Rebel side for the Galactic Civil War were likely not going to show up or were already canceling, so there was going to be spots available. So I got to... Uh, I canned my Thursday event, and I was like, I'm doing this, because this looked like it was an absolute blast. So I ad hoc a quick list together and was like, all right, let's go. We're going to, we're going to do it. And the, uh, the game itself. Yeah. Like you said, was absolutely a bonkers fun Legion mode. That was, uh, very, just very fun, very fun light Legion because it didn't get very ruly because if you got ruly, you were going to be disappointed with the amount of bonkersness that happened in it. Um, I also got to win the painting competition that they put in there because the for, the forces that I quickly threw on the table that I was like, okay, uh, this and we'll, these and uh, this and there we go. And then they were going around and he was just like, all right, I've decided that you are the winner of the painting contest. And I was like, oh God, I didn't even expect that. Okay. <laughs> and he, the, the prize for the painting contest was a, uh, a 3D printed golden DL44, like Han Solo's blaster. And then all the all the character all the all of your generic commanders got uh, like special rules. I think you said it already, but they got like extra special abilities so that they were kind of like their own hero character. And the golden gun yeah. also came with more special abilities, so your character was even more uh, decked out for the game. And my generic commando I brought was Hondo, and Hondo was a god among men with that with that blaster. <laughs> Uh, his blaster combined with the special rules I gave him, uh, it made it very, very scary. Because the gun, I think, was like, I think you could shoot at range 3, and then it added dice to your attack, and then I already had a profile that had Gunslinger on it. So I made Gunslinger use of that golden DL-44, and it was pretty nuts. Uh, and I brought a bunch of fleet troopers to to storm that that temple. Which, yeah, like you said, there was tons of stuff that were all like hidden here and there. Like everything, everything in the temple was interactable that they had in there, and you could interact with it. And sometimes it would do funky, crazy stuff. You know, there were teleporters that were all over the map, so you could teleport from one end of the map to the other uh, if you knew if you got if you figured out how the teleporter worked. Um, I think maybe my highlight was me. And two other players were down in the basement level, and we interacted with a sabak table. And they, uh, Kyle had a deck of sabak cards, and he would actually play a game of sabak that, that he gave out to. I was like, some of these other <laughs> players awesome. are like, come. I'm like, I'm like, come into the table, let's play. <laughs> so like, we had, uh, I, I think there were two rebels and uh, one of the empire, or no, it was just me and one empire guy that he and I was like let's not shoot each other just come over to the table let's play a game of sabak and the guy came over and was just like all right let's do this so he passed out a hand to me and then I had like three of my troopers at the table not three units but like three models left in one unit that were all like around the table so I had one of the other rebel players who came over for a rule check I was like come play sabak with us be one of my other troopers <laughs> 
So that's he, awesome. Yeah, so we so we had a, a couple hands, and then one of the rebel one of the rebels won, and then I think my unit got like a token or something to make up for it, <clears throat> and that was a free action. So then, as our other action, uh, I kicked the table over and shot the trooper, uh, accusing him of cheating, <laughs> even though he didn't win. <laughs> Uh, but that was definitely yeah, like Kyle some... how dare you? I was gonna say Kyle had some Kyle had some fun things. Like, yeah, he did in there that just just lended to the the whole atmosphere of that game for sure. I'm 100 percent gonna be looking forward to uh, doing that event again if I get to go back next year. So that is gonna be that is gonna be fun. Sean, did you uh, do anything super special fun on Thursday? Um, nope. Didn't do anything super special fun, but, uh, that was kind of the plan for my Thursday. So, um, you guys sprinkled in some, like, random demos around the weekend that I, I had less than half of what I planned, but got to some extras, so it was a wash in the end, but, um, I booked a couple, like, Blood and Plunder demos, which we did on Thursday. Yeah, actually. I'm gonna let, let, let J-Rod tell the story first, because oh. it'll be grossly inaccurate, and then I will just clean up all the disparities in the story. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then, uh, yeah, so I did that, and I, I tried to book some Onslaught demos, but I was waitlisted, but that'll, like, that'll be my Sunday story. I'll share, I have a pretty Perfect. cool story about Sunday there. Excellent. Um, but my plan for Thursday was just to take in all the Legion that what that I was not in. So hang out with the LCQ uh, folks, watch the folks that I knew were in the LCQ, um, just, you know, smooth around and, uh, and just watch a bunch of Legion, which was super fun. Like it was so nice to see that much Legion every single day being played, whether I was playing it or not, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, really, I really enjoyed watching that and people were, uh, the nice part about it was like they set up a whole row of just like bonus tables and like those were packed all weekend too. So oh, like, yeah. there was just there was just a lot of Legion happening. And then likewise on Sunday when there was only like literally two games being played, um any of the tables that weren't doubles were still players playing on them, just pick up games and that was cool too. So um the tables you mentioned earlier, I'll just briefly mention, uh excellent, um full mm-hmm. of uh variety in life. Um, the only, the only downside, and this is a con downside at every single con is, um, the, the length of them for some people in some missions, I felt a little bit bad for the interior folks in terms of having, having to travel that distance to get around. So while it was a luxury to have so much room, um, it was a disadvantage to, to have to run around. And while that might not have been an issue for most people, for me, it's not really. I can reach across. I didn't have a you know a, an issue with that. I need a line of sight call. There was enough consulars there to to get that checked. But that was the that was the only downside, and that's just a that's just a product of Legion being super popular. There's so many tables needed, um, and we're just filling the space up, which was you know a good problem to have, but uh, a little bit uh, a little bit problem, and that's problematic in every con. So. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I just sat around Thursday, watched a lot of Legion. Thursday was by far the longest day for me. Oh um, yeah, because Actually, I wasn't me too. Doing, <laughs> but, like because I wasn't really doing anything. Um, I just felt it was long, but I wasn't. But uh, let me let me clarify. I was not bored. Um, it yeah, just yeah. was long. Like I was, I watched this. I'd walk over there, check that out. I got to basically, I scouted a lot of the vending area. Um, went and said all my hellos to all the people that I that I know. Checked on Christian a few times. 
you know, like um, Kings of War deployment took like takes like seventeen hours. Um, so ch- checked on him in the Kings of War tournament. <laughs> like, hey, you um, still you still playing round one, buddy? All right, cool. I mean, he is literally. I think they've just rolled over to turn two. They're in the cleanup phase right now. So um, that game seems to take a long time, but he thoroughly enjoys it. So I only poke fun of it just to to make mention that uh, Christian was with us. But um, no, Thursday was fun. Um, I think having the bonus day for me to not have anything was actually super. Um, good planning on my part. I felt like I was able to ease into it. I wasn't like get off the plane, go, go, go. Um, and then, and I felt pretty prepared to play on Friday. I was prepared not to play on Saturday and have another bonus day. I ended up, I ended up playing. We'll talk about that. But, um, then just having Sunday as a nice bookend day that I, again, wasn't heavily planned or, or full of things to do also was quite nice. So really enjoyable for me. This whole con was like a nice pace. I left a bonus day on travel on either end too. Not necessary, but um, for me, I think I would do it again in, in the exact same fashion, just having a nice on pace. Excellent. So, yeah, I was going to say, I agree with you on the it felt so long, because I remember a several times Thursday thinking that it was like three or four hours later than it really was. Because I was just like, oh man, it feels like it's like five o'clock, and then I'd look at my watch and it'd be like one thirty in the afternoon, and I'd be like, what the heck? How did this happen? <laughs> like, how is it not already, like, how's the day not over? And it just felt like it, it, but like you said, it didn't drag on. It just felt like it was, I got to do so much, even though I really didn't do much of anything. I was just kind of hanging out. But, uh, yeah, no, so I, I definitely agree with you on, uh, on that extra day being really nice. Uh, so I think the lack of seeing windows for like nine to 10 hours really. Oh yeah. You off in the time. Like <laughs> That'll the do time it. warp, the time warp was real for me on Friday for sure. Saturday as well. Um, I definitely felt the time warp. Uh, the, I think the only reason I on Thursday as I, I didn't have, I wasn't playing on a clock. So I wasn't like, yeah, I wasn't confined to like three hour, two and a half hour chunks of time. Uh, so, you know, it, in different intervals of time weren't weren't as relevant as they were for me on the on the following days. But um, though your yes. Friday was you had the opposite problem. You had the time oh, warp it, in the opposite direction. You were like, wow, yeah, my whole like, day feels like it's been 30 minutes. Yeah, th- And that's accurate, man. That <laughs> That's exactly how that felt. Saturday and Friday felt exactly like that. And, and again, a good thing. Like I wasn't like I wasn't like, man, where did my day go? I knew where my day went. I had an enjoyable day every day that I was there. Um, and, and the, but the time was not the same Thursday length of day, like chronologically the same length, um, mm-hmm. you know, feeling it not even close. Like I was just jazzed when I left on Friday night to like, just, just, just go. I stayed up late and then rolled right into Saturday and feeling, uh, feeling pretty good for the whole weekend. Not having like, not coming down with like any sickness or a headache that now, now I have it like two weeks later, it's unrelated <laughs> to, to Adepticon, but, uh, just, I think just school crowd and i'm on a school break and that's pretty traditional you know you come down off the yeah. go 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 and and the body's just like oh cool you don't have to be anywhere awesome Here's your sickness. <laughs> exactly exactly so but no it was all good um yeah i played a blend and plunder game that was literally the only thing that i did on thursday that was like um yeah scheduled i did a so, bit of shopping and speaking of it. crashing justin you want to tell this amazing story of the uh, of the Blood and Plunder demo to end all Blood and Plunder demos? Yeah, it was uh, it was a record in getting tabled. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, like I said, my first con, I had literally no plans. It was going to be very kind of open with what's going to happen. Just planned to like watch 
I love that that's, you lead in with, so this is my first I mean, con. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I, I literally had nothing planned, and Sean was nice enough to be like, hey, I got this demo, and no, you know, just just come roll some dice. Um, and so I get there, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to be the British Navy, because I'm pretty sure they win eventually, so maybe they'll be more po- powered. And uh, But in my head, I was like, well, they're probably, uh, you know, gentlemen of learning, have gone to some fine finishing school, and are really good in sword play. So I'm going to steer my ship directly at his and try and board the pirate's ship and just wipe him off the deck. Just own them. And, and yeah. Like history. So, yeah, just like history. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. Uh, and so the guy... Uh, and I'm still waiting for some random Adepticon picture to be posted where Sean is standing next to him shaking hands like it's a complete inside job. But the demo guy, um, he he just let us kind of do what we're, you know, just play the game. Um, guided, guided, you know, and, and explain things, but definitely did not save me from myself. Uh, <laughs> and he was just like... <laughs> And, Nobody's like, well, job. I, I, no, he's like I, I wanted to turn, and here he's like, and it, you know, as a father, this face should have registered with me. That kind of like <laughs> arch, arch your back, just a d- big deep breath, and shake your head. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can absolutely turn into him. Okay, here's your grapple roll. Ah, you failed. Tough. <laughs> Looks at Sean. Oh boy, just wait. Like, I, I'm pretty sure he said, this guy's made a huge mistake. He made us something more toned down. But in my head, that's the way it came out. And then uh, it just went all bad from there. Pirates can re-roll as many times as they want. Uh, Pirates are the space marines of Blood and Plunder. Uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know that I actually got another turn. He was just like, okay, now these guys go. <laughs> now, okay, you killed him here. And then, now these guys... Honestly, Sean, I think he gave me a freebie like, oh, you can attack back. I don't think that's a rule. I've been looking into it. I haven't found it. But, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, I think I didn't get to go again. And the last saving grace was if my captain saved out so the rest of my units wouldn't route. And uh, I think he just straight up died. And then everybody else jumped overboard. So that was great. Can confirm Justin only got one turn. Um, in fairness, I only, I only got one turn two. Um, I had like almost all my models left. Uh, most of his were, uh, most of his were either jumping and or floating already. Um, I'm new to blood and plunder. I I didn't think that it was a good tactic to jump over the side of the ship and to like abandon the captain, but, um, (laughs) that's, that's what was happening, uh, with, with every unit. Um, I'm quite certain, uh, that uh, the guy failed to actually give me as many rerolls as possible because there was some discussion around like the pistols that I had and I should have had rerolls on on multiple. So it have been over quicker. I think I think the guy conveniently forgot that. I think the picture Justin's really looking for is that that guy actually didn't work at the Blood and Plunder demo at all. Um, he was just there giving bad advice to the first two people that <laughs> sat down because I'm I'm quite certain that that's what happened. So. Um, this is uh this, this harkens back to a great Simpson episode when uh, when uh, they're they're doing the Lee Trevino uh, putting challenge and uh, the game suggests that you use a putter and Justin went for the driver and he's like mm-hmm. yeah, I guess sure okay um, that's not my suggestion to turn in but uh, we 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 did forego any like <laughs> you know the cannons that we had or like you know taking a little pause maybe maybe feeling it out game one turn one first roll ever no nope. power power move straight into the 
to uh, to my boat. I th- I think he got everything that he deserved for sure. Um, and uh, and luckily Blackbeard wasn't drunk yet. Um, and uh, yeah, was able to to win the day. So undefeated in blood and plunder so far. Um, Very nice. Yeah, it it uh, it went it went well. Um, we've we've already sort of uh, forecasted the the next uh, next time we play. Um, he, he started he started training. I haven't looked at it again. Uh, it's been perfectly. I honest, don't think but, you should. Uh, I mean, I think I, I think you should just let dice be dice and uh, have the same outcome happen. Yeah, it turns out like if you just roll like nines and tens in that game. <laughs> Regardless yeah. of whatever they say, it's just good. So, so you have to roll a natural ten. It's really unlike. Oh, there it is. <laughs> so, I, I felt it was pretty straightforward. Just roll it, roll good dice, and if you and if like yeah. Justin said, if you get to re-roll them like seventeen times, eventually just get the numbers you're looking for. And uh, average. Yeah, it went to, it went it went really really well. I'm glad that we signed up for uh, you know that we paid for the hour demo, used all fifteen minutes of it, and uh, just carried on with our with our days. So. <laughs> The guy was nice though. He showed us like all the models, all like the the ones you can get, uh, you know, other factions, etc. And uh, we looked at some boats. Um, Justin was eyeing up the the canoas. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. they ride a waterline. They they go they go below the guns of other boats. And so oh. um, I immediately went to like the three foot galleon as a, my my next uh, my next endeavor. You know, just straight to the biggest thing possible. Yeah, because I remember um, you saying, I, I'm going to bring that to the demo table and be like, all right, I want to play a demo, and then just slap the galleon on the table. Yeah, there was no rules, so uh, fair enough. I think we can, <laughs> I think that's uh, that's fine. I mean, there's no, he didn't explicitly say you can't do that, so um, yeah, true. it was pretty fun. It's uh, something you he, could do. You literally uh, he, said that to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool because uh like halfway through when it was like uh, going going south i mean halfway through like so seven and a half minutes in um the, the actual like <laughs> designer of the game came in and like he was like talking to us and and giving us uh, uh some of the some of the inside uh, he was inside like t- oh wow this game looks like it's gone on quite a while yeah or how many dead yeah. dead models is it now actually you just caught oh. us at the beginning round one yeah <laughs> He immediately started rewriting some of the British rules and uh, <laughs> ch- changing up the demo to move the ships a little farther apart, so uh, that can occur in the in the future. So, but uh, no, it was super fun. That's what we did on uh, on Thursday, and uh, that's uh, that that's just set a, another inside joke for the for the entirety of the weekend <laughs> and and probably eternity. So yeah, it was all good. It'll be going good. forever. Did you do anything else, uh, Justin, on Thursday? You said you didn't have any events. Did you uh, did you f- see anything else or find anything else that was fun? Uh, walked around, got some snap ships, uh, got some art for, uh, there was an artist there, some hand-drawn, uh, Star Wars illustrations, um, just kind of check the scene, just keeping it open, you know? Very nice. How did the snap ships, ships go over with the, with the children's? Oh, I got tabled in that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get, it, you started Fantastic. your weekend strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reoccurring theme here. Reoccurring theme. Even Sunday, we're starting our weekend strong. Uh, but the, yeah, so um, Thursday night and then into Friday morning, this was uh, all of us had already got our invite for uh, Worlds, so we did not have to play in the last chance qualifier in order to play Friday. We were all ready to go. So we just spent Thursday uh, lazing around like retired old men who had already done their, who had already done their job. And then Friday, uh, they put us back to work. So we show up, we get there in the morning, we have our lists and everything all prepared. We have our, 
stuff ready to go, and they give us a little opening speech. Uh, they're good, full turnout roster. Uh, all 128 players uh, took part, so it was uh, so it was definitely and and I've I said this uh, when we when we talked about World Sean on uh, on Friday Night Fights, but this really did feel like a world's representation uh, event of players. And I think everybody else could agree that, um, you know, we had, we literally had representation from just about every continent except Antarctica, (laughs) which maybe they'll have next year. I heard somebody say 14 countries represented. Yeah. 14 countries. That's crazy. That's, that's so great. I love that. So I'll quickly just kind of speed through my my games and just on, on the briefest version uh, and just kind of go through what we had going on at Worlds. Um, so my first, my list, I should say, my list was uh, the one that got me the invite just because let's, let's, let's all be real. You, if you, if you listen to this podcast, you know how competitive Paul and I are, you know what our competitive level is. It's, it's, it's down here and, and it's an audio podcast, so you can't see where my hand is, but just imagine it's very low. So, I know that the rest of the people that are playing in this event are up here, which this is an audio podcast, so you can't see my hand, but pretend it's very high. So I know that my chances of making it to day two, let alone making it to Sunday, are next to none. However, that's not going to stop me from doing my best. But I wanted to go... I was going to be wearing the the Friday Night Fight jersey on it, and as the nickname on there uh, is already denoted as Ladies' Man, I felt it would have been weird if I didn't play Ladies' Night, which is the list that got me my invite. So uh, I went ahead and tried to modernize it a little bit, just make a couple tweaks based on um, what I thought I might be seeing that day. So I tweaked it out a little bit with uh, some Rebel veterans with their heavies, uh, I changed the ATRTs from their rotary cannons down to laser cannons. I added a pike squad with a disruptor rifle, and uh, that was probably the best decision that I made was just that <laughs> adding adding that unit, and I'll explain why later. But yeah, and then I had some rebels with Astromex, and then I had the three ladies, and that was my list. And overall, uh, we had we had fun. That was that's the that's the competitors' way of saying we didn't win anything or we didn't win much, <laughs> because uh, that's that's what you say. We had lots of fun. There was tons of room for fun. Um, so my round one opponent was uh, none other than Ellis from the uh, from the UK group. So uh, this was my first time actually getting to meet him in person and and chat with him, and he brought a pretty cool gar list that was a ton of clones, and, uh, and Yoda. There was an ATRT, and just, yeah, a, just a whole sea of clone troopers. And we played on a, uh, a very snowy-looking Hoth map, and we played key positions. And that was a, that was, and this is gonna, and I don't mean to make the rest of my day not sound as good, but this was probably my, competitively, my best game that I had through the day. It was uh, key positions, disarray, and clear conditions. And based on what I was going for in the day, 
this basically was about as close as I got to what I wanted my games to be. Because I wanted my games to be a good back and forth. I wanted my opponent to sweat a little bit, thinking that I might win. And then in the very last minute, I wanted them to win. So that I didn't have to mess up my schedule of events that I made for myself for the weekend. Because I already knew that I was not going to go to day two. (laughs) I was going to play my best, but I was like, I don't want to win two games on accident and move on to the next day. And then have to throw out all my events that I had scheduled because I was looking forward to those. But, um, yeah, so I, so Ellis's game and mine, uh, was pretty tight for most of the time, and it really did come down to the last turn, last couple activations where, uh, fighting over that middle, that middle point that we had, and, uh, ultimately, the dice finally gave a small swing in his favor and came out, uh, well, I mean, that in tactics, I'm not gonna say that nobody's tactics were bad, but I felt like everyone was making the right decisions, and, uh, they ended up coming out, uh, the clones ended up coming out on top, and I was perfectly okay with that. Um, but yeah, so, game two, I played against, oh gosh, what was the guy's name? Uh, oh no, did I not remember his name? Am I terrible? Am I a terrible person? I think I'm a terrible person. Francisco? No, that was round three. Oh, okay. Um... Wow, I'm going to have to uh, tell you what. Hey, uh, Sean, why don't you tell us about your round one game while I uh, embarrassingly go check game up link to go get my opponent's round two name, yeah? Definitely will. Definitely not going to make uh, the post-edit, right? Right? Anyway. Well, good thing, good thing this isn't live. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> good, yeah thing I'm, good thing I'm going to edit this out, right? I mean, are you? No. Um, yeah. No. I. I play. Yeah. I'll. I'll. Am I just doing round one, or am I doing all my games? Yeah. Go ahead and do round one. We'll go round well, one. I for actually remembered all three people that that I played. But oh well, that's um, nice of you. So yeah, no round. I'll go real quick. So uh, my round one is Ben's round three uh, opponent. He'll forget, but I'll tell you his name right now. <laughs> uh, Francisco uh, from Chile. Um, so I played him uh, in. Uh, we played a KP game, and it was. Um, he had rebels, a double airspeeder, a bunch of veterans, some Mark IIs, and Leia, uh, and one one Tauntaun in there. So um, it was a good game. I be, I was playing a, basically a blob of B2s, a couple B1s with rockets, Healbot, uh, Kalani, Magna Guard, and Double Spider. Um, and I just played my list in a basically a, a foot circle most of the most of the whole weekend. So um, and I basically just sat back most of the time. I isolated on the Taun real quick because I just didn't want the Taun to crash and just be annoyingly uh, in my lines and chewing through bodies. So I correctly identified that as the um, as the priority target, at least I thought, and uh, made his um, airspeeder sort of skirt around. I had like impact 18 in my list, so I was making armor, uh, you know, second, second gas coming in um, too strong. Um it was a pretty good and even game, I would say, probably. And we played all six turns right basically through turn four. Um, I did manage to get the airspeeders uh, down through the mid-game, mid, mid game, and then I got one um, a little bit towards the tail end of four. I was a little worried that he was uh, going to identify that he could possibly just crash in on my back KP and displace everything. So I, I left a spider on there just so that I could at least tie um, and then not be displaced to leave some real estate to jump back. But um, once I dropped the airspeeder, I just basically rushed everything to the middle. Um, he was pretty limited on bodies by the end of it. Leia was his only back capper, and he had one one squad um, 
that couldn't make the middle and one squad that was on the middle that was engaged in melee. So, um, yeah, I ended up winning that on KB. I'm not sure what the final score was, but he was a great player. We actually got uh, some golden tickets for our for our efforts and and having a nice sportly sportly game. And uh, he looked like he was having a, a great time in the weekend. He hung out on the Friday night cast uh, that we had, and um, we're Facebook friends now. And I see he's got another tournament running this Yay. weekend. So cool that cool that he has um, that he's that he's in. Like he's not just like it wasn't like a, just a 2019 invite that he's cashing in. Like he's he's an active player, yeah. uh, which is really really cool. So uh, I think he might come on and uh, do a do a spot on um, maybe both podcasts uh, in the future, which will be uh, kind of cool. So nice. uh, shout outs to him. Um, game two, I played against Matt Kish, uh, Dark Trooper, Remnant, Battle Force, uh, Death Troopers. Um, basically, that game came down to like a, a, a sort of a a judge's decision on uh, whether I could score on a KP in the middle ultimately ruled that I couldn't uh, lost two one in that game. But really the story of that was I lost hardly any models um, and uh, I could not kill death troopers uh, 23 for 27. Um, his death troopers uh, were saving out. It was, it was atrocious. Like, and it right from the hop, like the orbital strike four for four, four for four saves. And then just shot after shot after shot. They were so hardy. Um, and uh, really made me appreciate how good Death Troopers are in Remnant. Um, adding a T21 in there makes them even scarier. Um, really cool. I love Death Troopers. And so th- and that was one of the bonuses, I think, of the entire weekend is watching and seeing other people play units that, that I wasn't, that I was like, oh, man, I remember when I played those or I wanted to play those. Yeah. Or, um, man, those are better than I remember. Or <laughs> cool, I haven't played them like that. Or I've wanted to play that, but I haven't yet. There was a lot of that this weekend. So, uh, And that was just one of, the, one of the elements that I took away from that game. And then my last game, so I was 1-1 at that point and 2-1s advanced. And so my my goal going into to day one was um, if I don't go 0-3, it's a bonus. And if I can get a 2-1 record and go to day two, that's, that's an accomplishment. I think that there was a lot of good players that didn't make it there. And honestly, if you made it to day two and you didn't go 3-0, you were, you were kicked out with the same pool of players. So, you know, 64 guys got to go in, 64 uh, individuals, I should say, um, got to go on to day two. And then um, only four uh, lucky folks got to go to the third day. So, um, you know, making it to, into that first pool of players and then not making it out with the next, I, I still felt I was in great company and, and there was, there was no easy games. Every game I won, I could have lost every game I lost. I felt like I was in and had opportunities, uh, to, to either win or, or make it tight. And I didn't, there was no blowouts. I lost, uh, my games that I lost on the first one were, uh, a tight game on a judge's decision. Ga- uh, day two, I will, I'll, I'll jump briefly ahead. Just say day two, I lost on a MOV and then uh, I lost a 2-1 game. So every game I played was, was really, really tight. And likewise, my wins were, were equally tight. So, um, but my last game going in and I had to win to, to advance. Um, I was unlucky. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and the fact that I was pairing against another CIS player, so I didn't want to knock out another CIS player. Also, oh, didn't yeah. want to be knocked. I should. I shouldn't say. I shouldn't be so pompous and say. I also didn't want to get knocked out by a CIS player. So, not knowing the outcome, um, I list going in against a CIS player. The only thing I don't want to see is Ion. I matched up against double Ion snails, um, and, and yeah, exactly. And uh, that's not a great. That's not a great matchup. Uh, they're bigger than me. Uh, they can they can certainly bully the middle, and we were playing KP again. 
Um, and so I was really concerned around the displacement and the potential for uh, for crashing the snails in. So and, and I was playing against Rob Cop, if I haven't mentioned, who's an, who's an excellent player. Uh-huh. Um, I owed I owed him a game from a uh, from Invader uh, where he uh, he had beat me in the Invader League. Um, and so um, I was I knew that he plays really tight and he's got uh, he's he's a very cagey player. He knows the tricks. You're not going to pull any fast ones on him at all. Um, and he's going to take it to the entire time and have a friendly experience doing it. So um, which which it was. So there was no contentious points. We were both sitting at one and one. We're both trying to advance in worlds. This is worlds. This isn't like just a, a local, you know, um, everybody gets a participation prize type of thing. All we did all get participation prizes. But <laughs> there was a lot more on on the line here in terms of advancing. So um, really tight game. Um he was pummeling me, pummeling me from the start, but I was able to keep bodies alive. I was able to keep activations alive, hiding activations, uh, jumping activations in when they were low body counts, um, and just having two snails just, you know, lording over the table, sitting on top of pieces of terrain and just blasting was, was problematic for me. Um, but, uh, there was one error and he, he will self admit that he made an error, but he overextended a B2 unit and at the front of his, uh, one of his advance. And uh, instead of getting off a snail from behind, he got off in front. Um, I seized the opportunity and uh, double moved my Magna Guards to jump into them and chose not to uh, not to do an attack at all. Um, and the reason being is I didn't want to kill uh, the unit and I didn't want to leave my guys uh, in a situation where they would be exposed. Yeah. Uh, but from there, what I did is I played my card that allows me to have disengage and I springboarded off those Magnas into the B1 back lines. And proceeded oh. to spend the next next couple turns just going through and hacking as many B1s as possible, tying up units, shifting units off the back point, and really uh, disallowing him to move as many bodies as he would like to to the middle. This also allowed me to press the, the center advantage. Ended up killing a snail. I moved up some spiders. Um, I jumped my spider on to the KP, forcing his snail not to be able to move on and displace anything else. So I body blocked with my spider. Um, he had some late opportunities to kind of shoot. My dice sort of uh, held out in the end. Both of our uh, defense dice were great uh, in the game, like really, really good. Um, offensively, he was probably winning that battle, um, but I was able to um, create enough havoc in his back lines, tie up enough things, uh, and then press the middle for for the advantage and and got the got the victory there to advance into day two. So Very every cool. every game was tough. Every game was tough. Well, I found my. Uh... I found my round two opponent. It was Mitchell. Mitchell, last name I'm going to butcher, Kazmierzak. Uh I believe they're from the Australian community. I could be wrong. I don't, I don't, I don't, we didn't get to talk a whole lot because our game, I think, came down pretty close to time. Uh, oh, wait, no, it didn't. I don't know. I think he had somewhere else to be or something, but we didn't actually get to sit around and chat too much. But, um... We would have liked to, because we had a good, fun game. Uh, the game itself was very much uh, decided from, like, turn two. <laughs> when uh, See, my dice had the opposite mindset of me today. I was like, if I go 0-3, that's perfectly fine with me. If I, if I win one game, that's a bonus. Uh, and my dice were, like, super butthurt that we didn't go 3-0. and so after we lost the first game, my dice just shut off for the rest of the day. And I was just losing, like, I was just blanking on everything left and right for the rest of the day. So my game two goes south pretty fast uh, as I start to lose 
model after model and then can't make shot after shot. So uh, the game was on the little, on one of the like Naboo tables and we got to play we got to play my favorite one of my favorite game modes. We got to play Christmas where we played recover the supplies and supply drop. So we had boxes all over the table. I was like, man, if you told me that we were going to play Christmas mode at Worlds, I would not have believed you because it's not really a I, I've not seen that as a competitive game that lots of competitive players like to play. I usually just play that kind of thing for fun, where we're just like, boxes everywhere! Um, but he brought Imperial, and he brought Bosk with uh, two units of Death Troopers. Oh, Bosk and Boba, and then two units of Death Troopers. Or, uh, Dark Troopers, not Death Troopers. I know that's a common misconception everyone got all, all weekend and still doing. is confusing those two. But I got... Double bounty, double dark troopered, and uh, my dice did not want any part of it, so they didn't. And so it was a very, very quick game of uh, not not rolling anything and trying to hold as many boxes as we could. But uh, we there were some moments. It, it went back and forth. I almost cleared a dark trooper unit uh, after pouring my whole army into it a couple times. I almost killed it. So um, I know in that game. And you mentioned this earlier a little bit, the golden ticket thing. Uh, so the golden tickets were, I think, a really nice ad. I really liked those. So they would pass those out. They were these little uh, tickets that had their their logo on it. Uh, and they would pass those out anytime any of the judges saw anybody being what they described as, like, a good player, a good community member, making the game more fun, making it more excellent, bringing a positive experience to the game, or really just, you know, having a good time with each other. So, I actually got one during my game with Ellis, where we had a really weird judge call, and we called the judge over, and uh, I was shooting at one of his units that was that had three models left. One of them was in the open... One of them was in light cover, and one of them was in heavy cover. So we had, so we asked the judge because we just were not sure what to call it. And when the judge came over and we described it, he just like looked at us, and then he was just like, "That's a, uh, that's an interesting one." And then he uh, dove into the rule book and started looking through it. And then it didn't take long because all the judges, uh, even if they didn't know what the call was, they knew exactly where to look in the book. And uh, in a matter of like one, one or two minutes. Uh, we had determined that the squad would get light cover. And then we were like, okay, cool. And then uh, me and me and Ellis both looked at each other, and we were both just like, that was a fun call. And they were like, yeah, that was, that was kind of fun, learning that. And the judge was walking away, and then he turned around, and he was like, that was a fun call. And then he gave each of us a golden ticket, and we were like, oh, cool. So you can... Ex- and, uh, you can exchange those at, they had a prize table that had all sorts of goodies on it from like past events that they've done and stuff like that. So there was, uh, some of the boba boxes that they were giving out to like everybody who came. They had extras to those if you wanted those. Uh, there were cards, promotional cards that they had given out at previous events. And then they had, I felt like the big prize there was they had those clear dice, so they had bags of clear red dice and bags of clear white dice. So I instantly nabbed one of those bags of white dice because I never got one of those. So uh, that that was a that was a sweet prize. But during my round two game, I actually earned another golden ticket because uh, Mitchell went and 
as he was turning in the results and everything, and he was checking with one of the judges, uh, I was, like, packing my stuff up, and the one of the judges came over, and he was just like, so your opponent uh, came up to me and said that you were, like, a really fun opponent despite the fact that, or that, that you were bringing like a really fun energy to the game, despite the fact that your dice, uh, very much did not want you to have fun. So, uh, I'm giving you this. So I got another golden ticket. So I was like, yay, two, I got two for the day. So that was, uh, that was really fun. I really liked the golden ticket system. So the third round opponent I had was Sean's uh, round one opponent, which was Francisco. And uh, he's from he's a community leader from Chile, and we had an absolute dice time with our game. Now, albeit my dice again, you can tell where this story is going because my dice were still shut off from not winning round one. But um, we also played recover the supplies, uh, but then we just played clear conditions and advanced positions, and we were on one of those sweet indoor tables. So there had a bunch of platforms and stuff on it that you could climb up and jump on. Um, and with the new climbing rules and stuff, I was I was happy that we were seeing more tables like this because they make them more accessible to everybody. So that was really cool to see. And like Sean described earlier, he was playing a double airspeeder list that uh, absolutely was came in like a wrecking ball against mine because I had set up and everything. I thought I was in pretty good standing. You know, we're doing turn one. Um, I'm doing my coordinated bombardment. I don't really land anything, but I'm like, eh, figures. Uh, I've had games where I do nothing on coordinated bombardment. It's a total waste, but then I can still turn around and win it. So I'm not so I'm not unmotivated at this point. Then two airspeeders come straight down the middle of the board and shoot Sabine in heavy cover. And, between the, and the first shot is like four hits over cover, and she blanks all four of them. So I'm like, okay, great, best like best save in the game. Just blank four of her five health on my first on the first volley of shots. That's awesome. And then I pull another activation. I do something else. And then immediately after, he gets his other air speeder, moves it down the middle of the board, takes the same shot, and does the last couple or last damage that it needs in order to kill Sabine before I even activate her. And I'm like, okay, well, she's kind of the highlight of my list. So uh, I, I think I'm screwed. <laughs> so. Uh, then the rest of the game just proceeded to be me trying to take pot shots and trying to take one of these airspeeders down, which I don't think I did. Uh, I killed some other stuff, but it was all right. Uh, the, the thing that I say that the pikes were such a great take, despite my dice blanking out on everything all day, I kid you not when I say that my pikes rolled a full boat of hits every single time I would roll that attack. So my pikes were the deadliest thing I brought all day because every single time, let me see, they're like, what, nine dice in total? It's like nine or maybe ten dice if you have all of them. One, two, three, four in the base unit, plus a capo, plus three. Okay, eight dice. I'm I'm rolling these with even aiming sometimes, and I was rolling like all eight hits right out the gate every time. And I would just be like, okay, well, there you go. <laughs> Not no aims required, no nothing. So uh, I'm liking the pikes. At least my dice liked the pikes. So they were they were definitely the uh, the victors of that day. They were the ones doing the most damage. Uh, overall, you know, we all got the cool Boba Fett box and the General Grievous Order Token bag, and then those really cool tarot card unit cards at the end of all of our games, which was really sweet. So that was really my victory that day. Was I got to get all that stuff, which was 
Very, very cool. Justin, you played in this game as well. Unless you were omitted. Um, no, somehow I got an invite. Yeah, you got uh, an invite. You didn't get you didn't get turned away. I did not. Uh, so uh, why don't you uh, get a Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you want to quickly run through what you uh, what you did this day? Sure. So um, I ended up going with a Commander Luke Echo base, uh, trying to prepare for darks and have something to do against uh, Blizzard Force. Uh, round one, I was up against uh, Mike from Texas. He had the classic Op Vader Blizzard Force build. Uh, the perfect match box. to you. It, you know, I set up a kill box to, to keep me safe while I had to move across. Ended up on breakthrough as either that or bombing run, so I chose a lesser two evils. And uh, was able to get across, didn't lose any units, uh, but I needed to kind of trade points at the margins as I was moving. I was able to pick up one unit, uh, but the other one got away before I could pick up that one, and my Luke was a little too far out of position to kind of try and run and do a last, a last best chance, uh, kill some stuff with Son of Skywalker. So I ended up losing that one, oh. uh, seven nine on breakthrough. Um, the next one, round two, a nice guy I met out of uh, Pennsylvania, I believe, named Rob. Uh, some rebel on rebel violence. Um, we played on that table that. It was like all height to big buildings, like not what my FDs wanted to see. However, he also had FDs, so um, but he also had two airspeeders, and uh, I was able to pull that one out eventually. Just kind of hunkered down within a speed to move of where I needed to go at the end. We had intercept, so kind of played off the middle until the end. Swarmed that. Uh, I was getting a little tilted on that one because I could not, I could not get a wound on his T47s. <laughs> I don't know what. It's just like, all right, you're gonna you're gonna block for uh, five. Oh, you blocked four. I'm Man, the T47s awesome. this weekend were all out with full armor today. Dude, they were hot. They were hot. And uh, but eventually, I was able to put them both down. And then after that, um, you know, Luke rushed forward, pushing people around, and was able to swarm the middle to to take it uh, for that one. Um, and my final game was with uh, actually Ollie from That's No Moon podcast. Hey. So I kind of I kind of already knew exactly what he was running. <laughs> <laughs> it it just so happened that uh, I. The, the command cards at Echo Base are really good against Op Vader, right? Because that one pip's going to throw the token back in the bag. Mm-hmm. It's great. Uh, he had Commander Vader, so it did absolutely oh. nothing. And uh, uh, tried my best to... We ended up on Hostage, because it was either that or Bombing Run. Uh, and we... I did the Echo Base 3 pip to try and get that extra movement off the first turn just to get my guy. I, I used the Mark II for the for the Hosh's characteristics to try and get him a little farther away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he kind of spaced and blocked me pretty well. I was able to get some movement, but ultimately not enough. The, the first uh, act of the next turn, Vader dives, and... He had played Vader's Mike because he's going to try and eat my guy on the other side, right where he was moving all his troops to, to just destroy him in the open killing field. And it was really close. And you know, like, I don't know, it's it's in, it's uh, okay. Let's let's call somebody over. And the judge first says, 
my Mark II's out of range for the, the, the throw. And then gives it another look. He's like, eh, you know, eyes it for, for a few more minutes. Ultimately says he's within. Uh, so uh, the, the Vader's might proceeds to get uh, done. And my Mark II is thrown. And then at that point, I'm just trying to end up killing Vader uh, through the next turn. But, you know, the, the hostage is, his hostage has gotten away. Uh, my hostage yeah. is unclaimed in the open with a bunch of range four, you know, HRUs and bikes ready to, to kill whatever's there. Uh, moved a couple of units to try and get after it, but they, you know, just got shredded. So, you know, we called it said, you know, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you got this one. <laughs> uh, but everyone was, was super nice. Um, that was, I mean, this is my first, uh, minis game. You know, mm-hmm. I've heard kind of random stories about 40K and, and how it can be in the tournament scene. So I was always very wary of that in general, uh, going to tournaments. And then you have a, a competitive event like this where it's it's world, right? So it's like the ultimate, ultimate of, of people trying to, to do well and, and win. Yeah. Uh, but everyone was super chill, very nice. You know, judge calls up like, hey, how about we call a judge? Are you okay with that? Absolutely. You know? Super friendly, um, even when it really, really mattered, and it, a lot of, you know, advancing was on the line. So, um, I had a real good time. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like everybody I had all day, like nobody ever got mean, nobody ever got snippy or anything like that. Everyone was uh, really positive for a world's level event where it's all competitive the whole time. It was a, uh, it was a really good nice group of people so i was uh i was very happy with that paul what did you uh you didn't play legion you were like nah forget that noise i got i got better stuff to do what did you do all day (laughs) yeah i uh i went into adepticon wanting to play as many different games like playing events for different games as i could so Thursday was my Legion day. Uh, Friday, I actually played uh, in a friendly uh, Lord of the Rings doubles event. Woo-hoo. So, yeah, I had a good time with that. Uh, got to run around with some fun toys. And um, for those of you who are Lord of the Rings fans, I, uh, I, uh, my half of my army and my doubles was uh, a Mumok, so big, big elephant. Just got to trample a bunch of stuff, so it was a good time. We um, went two and one on the day, and all of our games, you know, you have like a two and a half hour time limit. We were done within probably an hour and a half, which was great because your game was either we either lost uh, in spectacular fashion or we killed a lot of things really fast. So. It was fun because it was just relaxing. You rolled some dice and then got to sit around and chat with people some more. So it was a good time. <laughs> Very nice. And then you'd pl- you uh, you got to play Arena Rex as well. Um, I ended up not playing Arena Rex oh, because we were okay. coming. Yeah, we were coming back the next day. Um, I also pretty... missed out on my Arena Rex. So. E- Sad weekend for Arena yeah. Rex. <laughs> Well, actually, oh, I was I was supposed to play Arena Rex on Thursday night. That's so what was I was I. supposed to do. Yeah, and I but decided I not to because to we had to come back on Friday. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, there was one other thing that got to happen Thursday night after the uh, after all the fun of uh, of Worlds Day One had died down. Uh, Sean and uh, Sean and Justin demo rematch. 
So they, uh, they're like, you know what? We didn't have enough fun. We need to have, we need to demo another game. So we took them back to the hotel and we, uh, we literally played, you know, what this podcast will soon one day become. Instead, it will, will when we drop Legion, we played our favorite games, Invaded from Gen Con, and we uh, we just poured out a bunch of uh, a bunch of the stuff from the swag bag onto the bed, and that was our board. For the for anyone who does not remember or know what's Invaded is, we've talked about it in our Gen Con episodes before. But if this is if you if you've listened to this and you haven't listened to those, Zinvaded is a one to one scales mini game uh, that takes place pretty much in our world on our tabletops because the characters that you are using are these little insectoid alien soldiers from another world who uh, they conquer worlds and they were coming to ours with the plans to conquer it next. Uh, they their intel was bad. They thought that we were space marine size, so when they and they thought, oh, you know, we can take that. So when they came to our planet, they realized that humans were human size and not space marine size, and they were like, "Oh, so uh, half the fleet was like, we can't do this invasion anymore. This is uh, we got to call it off and we got to save our resources and get home." And the other half of the fleet was like, "Nah, this is you know we didn't know this, but we can still do it. I say we f- full send on this invasion. Let's go." So the game is basically you fighting like the the two factions fighting for control of the fleet so there is no real terrain for this game sorry sean i know that's your favorite part um but there is no terrain for this game really basically just like you know cups bottles uh boxes like i said we just poured out the swag bag onto the bed and then that was our terrain so it's a really easy game to set up and uh and play just about at any time you have like three models per side so it's really uh really contained and uh, honestly, it's just, like very underrated of a game. Everyone I showed this to is like absolutely in love with it. I mean, I'm pre- present present company of whoever lost excluded, but everyone that I pretty much show this to is like ready to buy into it right away. So uh, I know that over the course of the weekend, we did two demo games, and uh, I think everybody was everybody and then some who played because uh, because Joe ended up talking to a bunch of his local guys and apparently a bunch of them are also very interested now. Uh, everybody plus some got interested in the game and once more. So, uh, that I'm excited for to see, uh, I'd love, I'd love to see the game, that game grow. I'm always excited to see that game grow, but, um, Sean and Sean and Justin had a little, uh, had a little throwdown uh, with their bugs. Uh, gents, what did you guys think? Was the game tilted in one way or the other? Did I say you could do that and let you turn one uh, table somebody? That's how I remember. I, I very much remember you helping Sean uh, to my detriment, and that is the entire reason that I did not win. Uh, it had nothing to do with my rolling of the dice or anything like that. It was a conspiracy. Sean, I what just, did you think? Uh... Yeah, well, ahead. I just took all the dice from Blood and Plunder and brought it over because that was also like a you know a D ten based game and oh uh, yeah maybe that's your bane. I, I think Could yeah. Be, well, I, I hope not because I've bought into both games uh, because I am training. And <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be a huge mistake. <laughs> just just get good is all I have to say. So um, so I I um coming off the earlier uh, 
well, I'm just trying to figure out the best way. Decimation in Blood and Plunder. Uh, just trying to soften the blow there a little <laughs> bit. Um, oh, yeah. I uh, I felt like Justin was already overconfident going into this game. Um, even though the units are identical on either side, he felt he had the, the advantage. Um, he was a little too gung-ho. He, he left the heavy um, uh, alone. Uh, I, I quickly identified that the heavy having, like, all the health was was the guy you needed to have alive at the end. Um, sniper was was pretty uh, consistent, so I, I identified killing his sniper first. Uh, he went in on my sergeant. Um, I don't follow orders ever, so the sergeant was irrelevant in my force. Uh, <laughs> and uh, then I went in on on his sergeant. Uh, he killed my sniper, um, but uh, I was I was already weakened uh, on his heavy um, and. His tactics were like it was like it was the first time he was playing that game because his tactics were really bad. <laughs> um, Whoa! And uh, yeah, Whoa. so got a full year to get the disrespect. You got a full year to get good. But um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. It. I mean, he did play a second game, so hopefully you guys will talk about and hopefully you saw some improvement in his in his game. But um, yeah, he's <laughs> over two on demos against me and. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't I, I'm trying to find the the silver lining in here, but I don't. I don't think he. I don't think there is one. So, <laughs> so hopefully, uh, you know, maybe maybe onslaughts his thing. Maybe maybe he just jumps into a whole new thing. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, or or snap ships. But that I mean, he got tabled by his kids in that one too. So he's like kind of like really over three in new games. So man, oof, rough. It's rough. The yeah. disrespect. Yeah, I mean, it's real. It's accurate. So. Yeah, that's, I mean, I can't really say much about it. I slept pretty soundly that night. <laughs> I, went, I, went, I went 2-0 on, uh, on demo games against Justin. So, yeah. Uh, honestly, though, that game, the thing that got me is, number one, how compact it is and easy to just, like, I can just take that anywhere and, and roll dice with the kids for yeah. you know, a trip or whatever. But that Predator model. Oh, yeah. Done. Zoutjaw, which we didn't actually get to play with. But um, I, w- I was showing everybody, you know, the different models and stuff. So there's, like, mercenaries in the game who... The Zen are supposed to be, like, faceless, characterless, you know, drone people as far as what their personality is. However, sometimes one will, you know, break off from the pack and they'll just do like do like we do. And they'll just get obsessed with, like, one thing or, like, one kind of character or something in human pop culture. So... There was uh, there's a character that has modeled themselves after the Predator, who has like a mask and a cloaking ability and everything. And then there's uh, there's another one that's uh, Captain Zamerica, who who's obviously their favorite character is Iron Man. Um, but they have they're all you know they're all donned in uh, red, white, and blue. They have a they have a penny that they uh, modified into a shield that they can throw around and stuff, which is super fun. Uh, but I yeah. Think the best- Oh. I was gonna say, I think the best part of that that game is, you know, as as um, supervisors of of small humans um, who aren't the best at picking up things. Uh, both Justin and I, uh, we 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 discovered that uh, you can now convert any uh, quote unquote disaster area into the ultimate gaming space. Um, oh yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. and delay the inevitable uh, cleaning that needs to happen, or or. <laughs> Or supper dishes, or really just anything that's uh, you know, 
I was going to take that laundry down, uh, honey, but um, that's actually now a tabletop. So you're just going to have to leave that disaster. <laughs> we got, we got this. Don't even worry about that. Oh, you spilled some food on the floor. No problem. That's actually difficult terrain. We got this. And uh, <laughs> we've discovered that any space is a play surface for us uh, invaded, which is uh, probably one of the coolest takeaways for me. Yeah. It's like, honey, it's fine. I'm setting up a table. Do not worry about it. I told you I wouldn't clean this up until after our invaded game. I know I said that three days ago, but I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to play this game. <laughs> I know we said this. Uh, I, I remember I said that when we went to uh, went to Portillo's. I think Friday night, either Friday or Saturday. Uh, after we played, I was like, we walked in on the tables and they had you know the salt pepper shakers and like a, and like the paper towel stuff set up on there. And I leaned over at Sean and I was just like, Hey man, check out that invaded table. They got some pretty pretty good invaded tables here. <laughs> I, I was listening to you, but I, I'll be honest with you. I was partially filling up my resume for that uh, those call center dreams that I was trying to live. So, oh god, yeah. Uh, they had what was it? There was some kind of like little paper ad or something that was like, was it for was it, Portillo's or was it for something else where you could? Um, oh, was it Portillo's? It was it was all about like you know if you want to if you want to work as a line cook but you still want to pursue those uh, those aspirations money. to be a DJ. Oh right, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it's like and, and, get paid, get paid daily. Um, so line cook by day, DJ by night, get paid daily, great rates. Uh, it was it was the ultimate job ad for sure. So. And then, but then like somebody was doing that and also working a call center. And it was just like, oh yeah, like I've I've always wanted to pursue my dream as being as working in a call center. <laughs> call center dreams, you know. Call center dreams. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so Paul, I mean, you've played Paul, you've played this invaded before as well. Um, you didn't. We we'll, we'll get to the game that you got to play, but uh, you know, you're anything to anything to throw in as far as like your favorite part of the game or like what you what you love most about it. Um, I mean, you guys already mentioned the things that I really enjoy about the game, just the, like, compact size of, you just get a few models, you throw some stuff on the table, or you already have stuff on the table, and now all of a sudden that's your, you know, terrain, I think that's a really cool feature. Um, one thing that was not mentioned, I absolutely love that when you buy the game, it comes in a little Chinese to-go container, oh, like, yeah. box, <laughs> like, that, to me. And, you know, we did it in our game, right? Like, you pull all the miniatures and, and sheets and whatever that you have out of the box there, and then you just flip it over, and now, look, it's a piece of terrain on the table. Like, exactly. Just a, <laughs> a little to-go container just hanging out there. Um, so, I'd like to highlight, yeah. too, that that sheet is also looks like a takeout menu. Just, yes. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, which is awesome. Yeah, just the whole, like, all of it together just makes it so cool. Like, just all of those pieces put together at the same time. And, um, I mean, I guess just about our game that we ended up playing too, right? We we spent, I guess as a spoiler alert, going into Saturday, but I spent all of my day on Saturday just kind of, like, walking around at shops and stuff. So I bought some stuff. I had my backpack with me and my water bottle, like, you know, just roaming around all day. And then we all sit down at this table um to play this game of invaded and we just throw all of our junk on the table and it's like okay there's your table of terrain let's go yeah <laughs> like and that that's just so awesome to be able to you know throw down a little mini war game you know what other game can you do that and just be like yep here's the here's all of our terrain it was just junk i was carrying around with me all day and now 
um, you know, we can easily use it in the game and it doesn't take long to set up or anything like that. Yeah, I really enjoy that that aspect of the game for sure. Since we're looking at your game that we played on Saturday, Paul, uh, it was uh, we made it a because we had a big enough group of people. We made it a two v two demo where I teamed up with uh, Joe and then you teamed up with Justin in order to play a two v two demo. Uh, so we had one expert and one new player on each side. Uh, I won't say who was who, but <laughs> the uh, but the game. What did you uh, you you guys you guys had a great time as a team, right? Nobody nobody brought the other one down, right? <laughs> I, you guys unhurts from carrying Paul. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I'm I'm recovering. It's fine. You don't need to send any flowers, but it, it's been sore for quite some time. Oof. Oh boy. Oh boy. I was about to say, um, you guys didn't, you didn't talk about how heavy this anchor was that you guys, you know, drug me down with. I, you know, I didn't really know the, uh, how bad the previous games had been. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll play with Justin. He's a nice dude. We'll have fun together. Famous last words. That's where where the positive qualities for gaming end right there. (laughs) Yeah. No, honestly, if it wasn't for Ben rolling so poorly at the end, um, his dice were not oh, giving man. him a dice time at the end of that game. No. If it wasn't for that, we definitely would have lost. My last several <laughs> dice rolls very much did not have a dice time. You are you are very right. <laughs> yeah, my my sniper lived on one health for way too long. <laughs> but the it, no, it was it was a lot of fun though. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think it was it worked out really well even you know as a like 2v2 we just had a couple of characters and I thought it worked just fine. Uh, yeah, I think we you could easily a... scale it up to you know 3v3 have everyone just have one character or you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very easy to do. We had two. I went ahead and you know there are rules you can slot in a a fourth model a mercenary on uh, on each side. So I went ahead and just slotted in. I had two of the uh of the uh, the hunter the shotgunners, which are uh, hunters from the don't let the zed bite uh, don't let the zed bugs bite expansion. Uh, when they when they launched that new faction, they also created uh, hunters that went in the uh, zin factions that you can play like a, a solo. You can play the game like solo with a with an AI system where zombies will spawn, and you're supposed to you know, do the objective or, or survive for as long as you can. And, uh, the shotgunner was like the, the generic hero that they kind of made for that. Uh, but it also works as a mercenary that you can slot into the, uh, the Zen factions. So I just, I had two of them. So I went ahead, you know, keeping both of the sides, uh, even for the demo. I, uh, went ahead and just slotted in each of those. So then, uh, each player would have two, Zen that they would control, and it, it worked out really well. And yeah, like you said, I could I could see scaling that up to three v three and just having everyone have one character, or you, know, you could do four v four and everyone would have one character, and you could do four per side like we did. Uh, that would be fun. We had um, they they do really fun events at Gen Con and stuff. Uh, I would definitely recommend if you're going to Gen Con, sign up for his invaded event because, like I said, the game is underrated. Uh, it is a super fun event. You will have an absolute blast and. Those tickets typically don't sell out right away, which is rare for Gen Con. You know, there's a lot of events that sell out, like, immediately as soon as tickets go on sale. And then I think those invaded tickets sometimes stay for a day or two. However, that that or, uh, that group is starting to grow. 
Uh, so that that might be might be something you prioritize this year if you definitely want to try out a new game or you want to uh, play with the creators and uh, just just pick their brain a little bit. It's a it's really it's a really nice time. Um, so I mean that closes out Friday for the most part, I believe, unless I'm missing anything. Um, so we go into Saturday. My voice overnight is gone by this point. Um, you'll see it when I post the uh, the video of like my of like traveling Adepticon doing recap. Uh, you know, recapping all the pictures and all the videos of the whole event and stuff. Um, my voice is literally gone on Saturday. Uh, I'm like, I'm I'm sound I'm sounding like this, and you can barely hear me like for the next two days, and it's very sad because I'm somebody who loves to talk too much, and it clearly showed as I lost it. So I was sad because my first event of that day is Marvel Crisis Protocol, and I was looking forward to this event so much. It was the new organized play kit that they uh, were releasing and showing off at Adepticon, which is just the Parker luck. And the premise is Spider-Man, Peter Parker, is going to Comic-Con, and he's looking to make some extra money. Um, Your group that you, your crisis team that you bring uh, are there trying to uh, push like con goers into these traps, and if you push enough of them into these traps, then they then you guys win. And Spider Man is trying to knock you out, but while he's knocking you out, he's he can set up cameras. He can set up cameras around the map, and if he gets a photo of him beating you up on camera, he gets extra points. So it's a race against points of who can win uh, faster. So it's a each player brings like a I, I want to say a ten crisis level, so it's a very small team, like maybe three model, like three models that you're going to be bringing more likely. Uh, so I brought a team that I thought made sense uh, for wanting to fight against Spider-Man. So I brought uh, Venom, I brought Deadpool, and I only brought Deadpool because I a I love Deadpool, but b I was like, yeah, he just thought this job was fun. He he took this job for fun. And then I also brought Bob, Agent of Hydra, because I wanted to bring... I, I, I subbed out his model. I didn't bring the model for Bob. I brought a 3D printed model that I got of J. Jonah Jameson, and I was just going to run him with the stats of Bob, and it was going to be hilarious to watch J. Jonah Jameson running around this map and fighting Spider-Man, and it was. <laughs> so we had a we had some very hilarious moments in there because of that. My biggest complaint, okay, small complaint. Uh, there wasn't anyone available to us really from AMG to help us with these rules. They literally lined everybody up on this table and gave us you know promo cards for for showing up to the event, and then gave us um, a rule packet that the whole table had to share. So we were like passing it along. I, we went ahead and took pictures of all the pages of it because there was no way that we were going to be able to pass this around. Like, yo, we all need to read through this whole docket to figure out what we're playing. Uh, so yeah, I, my, my thought of what it was going to be because this was a new event was that there was going to be you and maybe another player. were going to team up and play against 
uh, a guy from AMG who was going to play as Spider-Man, uh, and that was and that was very much not the case. So uh, we had to we had to we had to figure it out and fly by the seat of our pants. But it was still fun. It was uh, still a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun narrative moments in there. Um, my big complaint was that my voice was shot because I really wanted to be. I was I was getting ready and I was going to have a blast running around. And every time I move uh, Jameson around the board, just being like. I'm ready to get pictures of Spider-Man. What are you doing just standing here at this con? What are you taking the pictures of this cosplayer for? Get pictures of Spider-Man. And my voice was totally gone, so I couldn't even do <laughs> I couldn't even do any kind of voice for him. I was just, I was very sad. But um he had one moment where he launched a rocket. Well, uh in in flavor it was uh, a whole bunch of uh, it was a whole bunch of comments and in and anger and rage. Uh, at Spider-Man, and he missed, uh, he missed all of the hits, and it knocks him out automatically when Bob, when Bob uses that, that big rocket attack, it moves him back away from the enemy that he shot, and then it knocks him out, which is fine, because Bob can't technically die, because whenever he would die, you just bring him back, he, he stays in, but then if he's the last character on your team, you lose, but, uh, the problem that I did that was I knocked myself out right in front of a camera. So Spider-Man got a picture of me knocking myself out and got four points based just off that, <laughs> which was a, a big swing in Spider-Man's favor that we didn't realize when we were playing the game. So when we were reading it through the first time, so we were like, oops, accidentally made a big mistake there and uh, <laughs> just gave Spider-Man four free points. But um, that was pretty funny. Uh, the last attack of the game was almost a huge wild swing of a pistol shot, aka a thrown newspaper, uh, from J. Jonah to Spider-Man. Uh, it's like a four dice attack, and I got four hits, which was pretty nuts. And then Spider-Man blocked it all, so sadly it did not take him out. And then Venom came in and promptly beat him for the last amount of health. But we were we were all hoping. That Jay, that Jay was gonna get that final hit with the newspaper and take him out, but uh, didn't happen. But it was still very fun. Uh, it, uh, Sean, Paul, Justin, what did you guys do on uh, Friday? I know uh, we all did something together on Friday, but was there uh, anything like Friday morning you guys did that was any that was that was fun? I think I think Christian was still playing. Uh, I think he was in. Maybe he got to round two of his uh, Kings of War game. I could be mistaken. Yeah. Do you mean Saturday or are we still on Friday? Uh, on Saturday. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Do you think he was? We, I, was he on round we three? Went rever- we went reverse there. So um, I was going to say Friday. I, I think I was playing World still. So um, yeah. So Saturday morning, I was still in Worlds because I was in Worlds for day two. So have I skipped the day? Was, did I say Saturday and I meant and we're on Friday? Am I dumb? Oh no, we're we on Saturday. Off. We yeah, we covered off Friday. So you're still so you're yeah so you're playing Worlds. Um, yeah, my I got my right. whole I got my whole weekend flipped around all of a sudden when you said that. I was just like, wait, did I screw up? <laughs> am I am I lost? <laughs> right, new rules. Paul's in charge. All right, okay, so <laughs> great. Sounds good. <laughs> um, and then by default, there's no one after that. It goes Ben, then Paul. Me, then there's no one. There's no one after that. <laughs> um, omitted. So, I omitted exactly. So um, no, Saturday I was playing Worlds because I uh, lucky, uh, lucky you get the two wins on the on uh, Friday. So 
Um, I went in and had like three equally tough games. Day one and day two, to me, um, there was no discernible like step up in competition. It was like, for me, it was like game four, five, six of the same tournament um, because you were very likely to run into more hard opponents. You were likely to run into hard opponents on day one. Um, so everybody was difficult. So I played, uh, I played bees in my game four, uh, day one, uh, if you, if you will, or game one Saturday, um, against a really super nasty list. Um, and more nasty than I even thought. I wasn't as concerned until I started like realizing the, the tech shedding. And I won't get into so much about like the timing changes that really need to occur. Um, in in uh, some things like protector and barrier, et cetera, et cetera. But um, double darks with palps, so basically five dark trooper shots around uh, when I Yay. unfortunately had to land on re- rapid reinforcements. Um, and I have lots of uh, lots of impact, but the ability to just shed hits before impact procs versus like other dice pools where it's just like I'm just gonna keep rolling random dice until I can just proc as many as many crits. It almost feels like bigger dice pools are actually the better route for armor and impact proccing uh, in some cases, depending on the tech that they have. Hmm. Um, because you can just you're just looking you're just fishing for crits, and when you can fish for crits with with aim with tokens available, yeah, exactly with more dice and more rerolls, you're not relying on something to proc after versions and modifications you're just like straight up rolling them and and even though um like i was getting enough hits over cover i wasn't rolling a lot of natural crits um and the whole thing with the math is that i'm not relying on it to just spike crits i'm relying on the basically i'm banking on the reliability of conversion of two two crits per time Mm -hmm. but with that one it has a reliability equal to mine where it's just like shed 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 and so like the ion spiders which i'm relying on getting that ion you know into into the dark troopers to limit actions etc um again just with the dice pool you know you're looking to just you're, you're rolling six dice and so you're not and with an aim you're you know re-rolling a couple so the reliability is that you can probably get one crit through one crit natty on the dice <clears throat> Excuse me, and then you're proccing impact too. So you're reliably putting three through. But the problem is, protector barrier combo really just says you're not rolling a lot of dice anyway. And so relying on one save or maybe no saves um, is really tough when you're trying to when you're trying to proc that ion. And when you're shooting that ion at dark troopers, you have to bank on that that action mitigation. And so really, the whole game I was just chasing that. Um, Ended up losing that game 2-1. Um, I had an opportunity mid-game where I put eight hits onto Palp. I killed the IRG, so I got rid of that protector business. And then I was like, you know what? I got an opportunity. I'm going to spring out, shoot Palp, use my blast weapon, put eight into him. He makes seven saves, takes a single wound. Um, this is a pre-Now You Will Die as well. The Now You Will Die didn't really hurt me in the game because it, it came so late. And uh, he was kind of forced to stay away from me a little bit at that point. But um, that, again, that opportunity to put that... like 
very reliable. Like me getting eight hits there wasn't an anomaly. That's just that's just how that dice pool rolls. It's it's quite consistent. Sure. Um, with with having aims, multiple aims, because Kalani was able to give them a second aim, and um, they were in a good position. So, um, just having the ability to to get that dice pool. But when when you're when you have an opponent roll splashy dice, and and that happens, it happens in every single game. It's just I'm I'm a mathematical player, so I I try not to you know weigh tactics on on splashy dice. Um, the anomalies don't really help you factor. It's not really relevant information over the over the long term. But um, that just was kind of a gutting move, right? When when Palp doesn't when Palp takes one wound, you know the prospects there is he probably takes three uh, wounds more reliably. Maybe maybe the splash goes in my way or the skew goes in my way. But having a Palp on one versus a Palp on half life or less. Um, entirely changes the landscape of the game moving forward. And I think you guys would agree with that. So um, yeah. excellent player. He knows how to play the list. I knew what I wanted to do. I just wasn't able to get a lot to, a lot of what I'm relying on to convert. And it just, um, yeah, it was uphill for me. I lost 2-1 on KP. Um, and uh, yeah, and I lost a lot of, I lost more activations in that one game than I had lost on day one. So um, that <laughs> was, that was a lot. Yeah, I was able to keep a lot of things alive just against those guys. No, I mean, a dice pool, uh, ridiculously sized dice pool uh, with the assault cannon and the and the frag launcher um, five times a turn uh, is is really really tough to stand in front of with white dice saves. So makes um, sense. Yeah. So lost that one, and basically that just that told me I wasn't going to Sunday, but I was still in world's mode. And so, like I said, it wasn't about you know playing game four. There's no point. Don't play five six. I I was trying hard uh, in all the games. So sure. uh, my game five, uh, I lost in a in a close one. Uh, it was an MOV game, very very close on MOV as well. Um, just running into a pike pike wall with Boba Fett. I had Boba uh, basically on uh, on turn one down to a single wound. He hid Boba till the end of the game. Um, I killed Chewie and and Boba in the end. I was able to whittle down a whole bunch more stuff, but but pikes are hard to get through, and if you don't get through them all in one blast, they just hide. Um, that's a tactic, of course, so I don't fault my opponent for doing that, but um, you're really chasing points at that point, and, uh, and B1s don't really hide as well, um, and you kind of need them to keep your, your chain alive, so um, and there wasn't a lot of for me to bury units into uh, into melee because he's a, because he was the traditional gun line, so um, yeah, so I ended up losing that one on MOB, like I said, tie on, on VAPS. VAPS is definitely, uh, I think, in the favor of, uh, of the, the, um, Rebelist at that point, but, uh, still, still an okay game. I felt, I felt I was in that game for the whole time. I didn't, uh, I didn't have a lot of room to, to really race out. I kind of just had to hold a gun line and I'm, I'm gun lining against a better gun line at that point. So, Good. um, and then game six, I played, <coughs> excuse me, a guy who, um, uh, he's, uh, I think he said he'd been playing like seven or eight months, but he was on a really good run. I think he had, um, well, he obviously lost one game when he faced me in that third round, but, uh, you think he went 3-0 on day one and 3-0, I think, in the LCQ. Wow. Um, so, so doing quite well. And only well. after, in uh, less than a year of Legion. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, we'll sleep on Remnant. Remnant is, is, uh, is good. Um, he was, uh, he was playing, um, yeah, I think he think he had remnant. Yeah, he definitely had remnant. Um, T twenty one spam is a, is a real thing. That's a again a really <laughs> really good gun line. So he was running double mortars. He had de- two units of death troopers, um, uh, Krennic in there, and uh, some shore storms and uh, invader in invader. Yeah, any invader in there as well. So I think he I think it was a remnant battle force. Quite certain it was because he had uh, V's in the t- 
I could be wrong, but that was the configuration nonetheless. So okay. I wasn't really loving going up against um, double death troopers again, g- given my day one experience or my Friday experience, because I was like, oh, geez, this could be. Um, they, they can spike hard. Um, they have really good. They have really good saves. Um, however, uh, it was the complete opposite of uh, my game against Matt, and I actually had both death troopers dead at the start of like midway through turn two. Um, I shut down the Vader's might turn by uh, putting up a lot of standbys, uh, so he ended up doing nothing on the Vader's might turn. Uh, kept him away. Um, the rest of the game basically was me sort of slow rolling towards the middle. KP again. I played a lot of KP. Um, if I if I had the advantage or I had the option, I was KP, and KP was uh, definitely my best, the best games, uh, my the strongest games for me. Um, and so what ended up happening was um, I was in pretty good position, a uh, late game. Um, he moved out his Krennic, engaged one of my units. Um, I jumped on his KP with my Magna Guard. I felt pretty good about it. Um, I knew he was only going to be able to get one mortar to his back KP. I had tied up everything and there was nothing for us to free up. So I was like, all right, cool. If my Magna Guard can move on to his KP, and at that point I hadn't lost any Magna Guard, so it was a full boat, um, and I had the ability uh, with the whip to throw uh, two red at range one as well, so even a better shooty dice pool, um, I wasn't able to uh, engage his his mortar because I had to go first. But I moved up and shot his mortar. I put four wounds onto a mortar, uh, with sorry, four hits onto a mortar with one wound left. Um, and he, and he saved out, um, the mortar. So that was, that was not good. Um, and so then his mortar just literally moved on to the back objective. Uh, so tied me there. Rude. Problematic. Um, tied on, tied on his, um, I had the back one uh, secured for me. And then it came down to the middle. And this is, I'll just spend a little bit of time talking about this. But so what ended up happening is position both my, my spiders to crash onto the middle because I okay. knew he had to put Shores and Vader onto the middle. Um, and I had uh, a B, a B2 uh, unit sitting there as well. Um, but Vader came in and basically, and he played the implacable on the, the last. So it was like, oh crap, it's really hard to play around Vader having two activations in here. So what mm-hmm. I ended up, what I ended up doing was crashing one spider onto the middle early um to cause a displacement of both the short troop sorry uh yeah both the short troopers and vader uh, so we had to do some repositioning there vader came in um he kills he kills the spider uh, sorry killed the b2s first and then on the implacable turn kills um he kills the spider that's on there so now he has two sitting on uh the middle and i have um and I have none on the middle, so um, that ended up being a, being a problem. I was able to jump another unit out to to get another squad on the middle. Um, so I had one spider uh, sitting um, on the middle. Yep. He had the shores. Sorry, he back that up. Sorry, he had Vader on the middle and the shores, yep. and I had nothing there yet. Mm-hmm. But I had Kalani sitting, uh, poised to double move onto the onto the middle. Um, and I had the spider ready to crash on. So what I did is after Vader did both his activations and killed everything off the middle, I was like, okay, I need to get two on the middle um, to tie this. Because if I can tie back, tie middle, I win on mine. Um, but what ended up happening was one of his activations with Vader, he ends up pushing Kalani uh, correctly four inches further away. I'm like, crap, I can't win this game. He's like, man, you played so good. Um, he's like, but then like, we were kind of like, okay, 
this is like over. I've, I've moved you. You cannot contest the middle. I have two. You have one. So I sat there and we had time. We were really doing well for time. And I was like, I need to think this out. I still have a spider to go. What can I do? So what I did was um, I ended up moving moving my um, moving my spider uh, onto the middle. Um, and uh, the earlier spider that I went, instead of attacking, I actually did a standby. So when he when he swung at the B twos, I shifted back and forced his his short troopers to pop out, still in the middle, but pop out on my side, on the Kalani side. Mm-hmm. And really, what I wanted to do was just pop them out there, so Kalani had enough real estate. But me moving them out, when I did that displacement, um, he nonchalantly cohered his models, and he incorrectly cohered them um, on Kalani's side. So while Kalani was too far to get to the middle, Kalani was not too far to Just reach his cohered model. Yeah. Exactly. So I had a spider on the middle, so I crashed it onto the middle. And I had one, he had two, and we're like, okay, he's like, oh, well, I don't think you can score here. I'm going to get the middle, um, and it'll be um, me winning on the middle. We're tied, and then you have there, I think I have you on points. Which which at that point, when he did kill the B2 and the spider, it'd go up on points, because Vader's is just a tank. But what I looked at was, you know what? I'm going to go with Kalani. You are done. Perfect. So I double move Kalani, touched his cohered dude, pulls his unit leader off the middle, Aiders on the middle, spiders on the middle, tied middle point. Agna on the back, order on the back, tied point. He's like, so I win? I was like, no, I'm still scoring mine at the back. I win 1-0. He's Dang. Like, Good game, sir. Look at but that. It, but, it was, but here's the thing. It was a mental grind. Game six, both of us, him game nine, and we're, we're trying <laughs> to walk through, and, and you're still every little... And that's why I said you can win or lose. I felt any game you played there, it was everything was super tight. It was like I'm looking good, mortar doesn't die. Now I'm in really rough shape. I'm like, all right, I just got to live on the middle. Nope, implacable, well played. Double sweeps on the middle, that's really bad. That cleans house for sure. And then he does a little coherence issue because he thinks, well, I've already pushed Kalani away. You have articulated to me Kalani was going to score in the middle. We're we're you know talking it out the whole game. You want to be there's no tricks you're not really tricking right, people right. um and that wasn't a trick that was just him not calculating where he needed to cohere it's like man i should have just cohered over here when you hit when you displaced me i was like you didn't and i didn't actually see it until you forced me to have to think about doing something different with kalani exactly i would have just crashed kalani in and the thing is i played orbital strike on the last turn and i should have and i kicked myself for doing it at the time i was like why did i just not orbital strike your your mortar at the back and then I could have oh, had yeah. <laughs> that shot plus, plus the Magna. However, however, because I failed to go with Kalani early, it opened Mortar that, got in. It opened then that Kalani up ends you. up winning. Actually, Kalani ends up winning me the game. So yep. you know you got to make the best choices you can with the with the, the opportunities that present. Sometimes they go your way. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes the dice say you need to do you know Plan B, C, or D. Um, and then sometimes you know your Plan A, which you're positioned. I, some point game last night you know i think i got it well in hand uh you know anomalies anomalies and boom you lose a game that that is legion uh right now yeah. and always yeah so that was my and so i ended on a high note and still felt pretty good about worlds so well that's awesome and it just goes to show that the uh one of my favorite lessons that i like to tell people with legion is you know never even when things look totally bleak and you think that there's no way for you to win double check and make sure you know there could be something that you could do uh, your opponent uh, always factor in that your opponent could totally make a misplay. 
You could your opponent could make a mistake, and like you could play everything perfect, and you might still not see a victory. But your opponent could make a mistake, and if you're ready to capitalize on it, you could completely turn the game on its head in a matter of like one swift move. Uh, it's for that reason that like I have literally never conceded any game of Legion I've ever played, even when it looks like it's about to be my loss, or even when it's very clear that it could be my loss. Because your opponent might think that they have something in the bag, and then they make a wild misplay with something, and then you can capitalize on it, and you might turn the game around and win. Uh, And like you said, you were like, oh, you know, I didn't even think to do this with Kalani until... I had the opportunity presented to me where I had to sit there and think like, okay, is there something, is there literally any crazy thing I could do right now that could get me back in? So that's like the kind of stuff that I love to tell people, like if they're feeling discouraged or something in, a, in Legion or they want to, they, they want to keep themselves in the game longer. Definitely just don't give up yet. Just give just give everything, give every possibility a second shakeover because there could be some wild crazy play or your opponent could misplay something and you can and as long as you're there to capitalize on it, the game can twist on its head. So, okay. good advice that the British Navy should have taken in a blood and plunder game because they definitely <laughs> conceded that they just bailed out over the side and oh. captain captain included yeah yep. they conceded so, um, very quickly that life life lessons right there so um yeah as the legion and possibly blood and plunder as well so well let's get to the part where justin redeems himself shall we well that was brief moving on yeah <laughs> let's get to the yeah right so we um <laughs> while sean is doing this uh the rest of the people in this cast were all uh demoing AMG's new Star Wars game, Shatterpoint. So we got to go and check out the demos. We got our time slot. We got everything filed in on time. We got, we showed up. We got the best table, I think. It was like, it's definitely the biggest and most decorative one with the most terrain on it. It was very cool. Um, all the models were set up and we, and, uh, uh, Justin and I set up across from two other lovely individuals. And, and then Paul was there to cheer us on because Paul already did a demo earlier. Uh, and we were just, we were, we were ready to play. Now I'll, I'm going to go ahead and address the elephant in the room of that. There was a lot of people who were displeased with the way that the Shatterpoint demo was run. So I'm going to explain what happened. So in order to get the mass amount of people that were interested in this demo through in one day and get everybody to a point where they've at least got to touch the game and got a personal experience with the game. They really had to keep the demos short. Not not too short, but they kept the demos short and it was more or less on a railroad of a script that you were following the that you were following what they were showing you what to do. I mean, obviously, you got to pick the models up and move them. Where you moved them wasn't always up for wasn't always uh, open for debate, and uh, your tact and you weren't really making any of the tactical decisions of what to do. You were more or less just kind of following this script that uh, was pre-written in order to see a demonstration of all of the game mechanics. And for some people, they didn't mind that at all. You know, they just wanted to see how the game worked, and they were just purely curious off of that. 
I know there were a lot of people that were miffed because they were like, man, I wanted to play with these models, or man, I wanted to do this or that, and, you know, I didn't get to do that. I understand both ways, like, you know, I, I, I for one, was like, I wanted to play with the Mandalorians, and then those weren't part of the demo. They were there on the table, but they weren't part of the demo, so I was just like, oh, well, okay. Um, So, I mean, like, if you went into the demo with, like, a bunch of expectations of what you wanted to do, and then you didn't get to do them, I could see where that would be your disappointment. As far as, like, how the game plays and everything, I was not, I don't think anybody was too sorely disappointed with how that worked. Um, And, I mean, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, it basically, from what I saw, actually plays a lot like Arena Rex more than it plays like Marvel Crisis Protocol, because the game mechanics are a lot different from MCP, but they're a lot similar, they're honestly a lot more similar to Arena Rex, so if you've played that before, uh, and you want to play it Star Wars, here you go. Uh, this is gonna be your, this is gonna be your way in. Um, the maps and everything were beautiful, the terrain was really well, uh, done, uh, both the hand scratch made terrain, and then also the game terrain that comes with the game. And for those of you that haven't seen any of the posts or anything, I would I would be on the I would rule on the side of you could use this as Legion terrain easy and it would not look completely wild even though the scales of both games are a little different. Um, but uh, yeah, so we got to uh, Justin and I t- paired up on the Republic side, uh, so we got to play as the uh, the clones and Anakin Skywalker who were ready to lay some beat down on Kalani, Asajj Ventress, and some droids. And we had, you know, like I said, the demo was short, so when I say we rolled dice twice, uh, we really only rolled two sets of dice for the for the event, which is fine. Um, the first thing that we're doing is we're moving up, we move some clones up, and then... I don't remember if it was... I think it was B1 battle droids that were shooting at our clones and not Kalani himself. Uh, because I think when Kalani does something, the droids get to shoot for free, I think it was. Um, but we had two... Like, a unit of clones that were, like, two models. They were, like, the the grunt unit. And they were getting shot at by the droids, the B1s. And so Justin and I were, like, looking at each other to see who was rolling. And we, and, and we were like, you know both of these clones are getting shot there, you know, let, let, we'll just split it up. You know, both of us will roll. I'll roll for this clone. You roll for that clone. Now it doesn't work that way, but we were just like, yeah, you know, we'll both throw these dice. So we roll like, I don't know if this was the exact number or not, but we, but for a reference of like what we roll, we roll eight dice total. Two of my dice get blocks. And then every other dice that was rolled was blank. And I realized my grave error is that I allowed Justin to be on my side rolling my dice during a demo game at Adepticon. And I realized quickly where my where my hubris lied. I, w- I was such a fool for allowing that to happen. Yeah, I can yep. tell my dice rolling was uh, very bad when Mr. Dice Time himself, after the dice leave my hand and they're blank, he looks at me with that, come on. Just, just, I could see it in his eyes, like, come on. <laughs> I was just like, you know, for for all the demos I've heard about you doing over this weekend, I don't know why I thought this was a good idea. <laughs> it was flashbacks, because I first tried to move behind cover 
you know, realizing the error of my ways in the prior game, like, no, 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 no. You're going to want to move up in the fray right out in the open. I was like, oh, Okay. You were like, I've done right. two other demos where this didn't work. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you positive? <laughs> yeah. Flashbacks, man. Um, however, uh Justin definitely we definitely Justin definitely redeems himself as the last play of Shatterpoint demo. We get to move Anakin all the way up to like the middle of the board to it and get him just in attacking range of Kalani. And we have to do one dice roll to attack Kalani. As we throw it, I want to say it was like eight dice or whatever, and I got one hit on one of my dice, and every other die that was rolled was a crit. And I was just like, I looked over at Justin, and I was just, and the guy who was running the event also looked over at him, and we were both just like, oh my god. <laughs> well, uh, that was quite the roll. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Justin, my are like wizards, they show up exactly when they're meant to. Exactly. So we got probably the best attack dice throw that any of us are ever going to see if we ever play Shatterpoint, uh, where we cut Kalani down. So I guess like they have lives essentially, like they have wounds and the, I don't remember how it worked exactly, but like you did damage to them and it would like put strain on them. And then whenever they took so much strain, they would take a wound which was like, and then they had like so many wounds, so it was kind of like you had to cut through two or three lives worth of, of them. kind of like how MCP has the active side and the and then the damage side, but mm-hmm. with our one attack, we just cut Kalani down with like one of his lives in one attack, and it was absolutely insane. <laughs> we were just like, oh my god, well, okay, cool. <laughs> That was a so it was a so it was a big swing and uh, Justin redeemed himself on demos and dice rolling, uh, when we promptly charged blindly into danger, and then it paid off. So that was statistically, it's bound to happen that it's a good strategy <laughs> eventually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If we if we blind if we run blindly into danger and gamble everything a hundred yeah. times, one of those times it ought to pay off. Eventually, this, the tactic will work. Exactly. So, our Shatterpoint demo, I thought, very fun. Uh, Paul, you play, you watched ours, but you played a uh, you played a similar game yourself. What did you think? Yeah, I um, I had a, a a good time getting to like see the game and look at the cards, and like you said, I. I think we all went in and we all grabbed demo slots, right? So we had like three different demo slots, uh, but we obviously didn't need to go stand there for all of them. So I went to one earlier on. Um, I was in the same boat where I had I stood on the side with the Mandos. So I was like, yeah, I want to play with the Mandos. And then I never got to touch them. So um, I was one of those that was like, oh. I was kind of like waiting for my turn and it never happened. So um, when I came to yours, I was like, okay, well, I know what to expect now. So then I was just like looking through the cards a little bit more and looking at their abilities and trying to like see what they do and like, you know, try to ask some questions about like how this might work or um, all that. So the the second time through, I felt like I got some more good information because I kind of knew what I was getting into, but it was definitely like you said uh more scripted i would have loved to have it like other demos like kind of like the blood and plunder was for um you guys where you know here's how the game works now you go ahead and do it and and then when you make a mistake it's like 
Yep, you can do that. <laughs> yeah, there's oh, there's a YouTube video out there, but this guy's just going like, hey, and and one day we had this one demo game where it did not go well, and then it's just like it becomes the counter. It becomes the counter example where Justice <laughs> is basically not only is he turned into a meme, but uh, Justice has turned into a meme, but but also uh, you know the negative example. So hey, kids, this is what you don't do. Um, and uh, the, yeah, your guys is this the reason why next year the the demos will be scripted. Exactly. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> listen, listen. We had a bad experience last year. There was where, a kid uh, who got tabled and he cried, and we have to make sure that doesn't happen ever again. <laughs> yeah. A picture of my face, cautionary tale. <laughs> I'm a cautionary tale at this point. So, I, I will say I'll agree with what you said, Ben. The the terrain looked great. The models were really cool, and they looked good. Um, being able to you know see them up close and actually like touch them and look at the cards and, and all of that um, it was a really cool experience. One of the things that um, I enjoyed Saturday, I was just doing a bunch of shopping before and after our demo time. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran into a booth that um, I won't say too much about it, but I'm sure we'll hear some more about them um, at some point. Oh. Um, as I ran into a, a booth that uh, were the war scenery guys um, hey. from Germany, and um, I went over and talked to them. They had some cool, um, very you know, very Star Wars buildings, and they have a, a lot of like alternate sculpt like aliens, especially the rebels. They had a lot of different like rebel sculpts with a bunch of different aliens and a lot of cool um, sculpts and poses and stuff for. Um, models that you can print out and, and or they had some that you could buy there too and so spent some time at their booth looking around and then when I did my second demo in there when I was just kind of like in there with you guys looking at the cards and stuff a couple of the guys from the war scenery booth came over and were kind of you know looking from the outside of the ropes and stuff and I recognized them obviously because I was just talking to them not too long ago and I was like, oh, hey, did you guys get to get a demo in? And they said no. And I was like, well, here, you know, I've already been through this. I, like, I've seen it. Do you guys want my my ticket? And so I, I passed them along um, my ticket, and they were very grateful for that. And um, from my understanding from talking to them later, they were able to go in and, and get a demo of it, which they I don't think that they were planning on being able to do because – you know, they were running their booth, so they weren't oh, yeah. able to come get in line to get their tickets and stuff. So um, it was really cool to meet those guys, and they were super nice and friendly. And I probably sat at their booth for probably over an hour throughout the course of the day a couple of different times just chatting with them and um, looking at their stuff. And um, I know some people have done uh, patrons or patrons, um, Kickstarters, Patreons, uh, maybe a combination uh, of their items and stuff. And so they were really excited to like meet people who had backed their stuff before. And, you know, they're, they're already customers, the ones that they've had from the past. And then also obviously getting some new customers there. Um, and it was really cool. They had a qr code that you could scan and they were given out just like a free model yeah um that you could free stl that you could use and and print out and stuff um as as part of their booth there so it was really cool to meet those guys and 
um, enjoyed getting to see them again, um, you know, just roaming around and enjoying the, you know, the convention and the games just like the rest of us are, you know, like mm-hmm. um, you, you get to meet people who are running their booths and stuff, but, you know, they're doing it the same reason we are, right? Because we all enjoy these games and stuff. So it was, it was really cool to connect with those guys. Yeah, the... Um... It, it's going to be funny. You spent. You said you spent like over an hour there or whatever. I spent less than ten minutes there, and I spent more money on at their booth than I did at any other booth that weekend. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like I pointed out some. I was like, "Look at these! Look at these! Look at these!" <laughs> yeah, and you were like, "So check these out." And I looked at the model, like their their alt sculpt Legion models that they had there, and I w- instantly was sold. And I was just like, oh my god, like, I want that, I want those, I want this. And then I looked over at the bags that they had left, and, you know, this was Saturday by the time that I got to buy anything. So they were pretty dwindled down on their inventory, and I think they had, I want to say, seven bags left of Rebels. And I immediately snatched, like, three of them up. I was just like, give me these, and then also give me the Ahsoka model that you have, because it's the Season 7 Ahsoka, which is like... When Ahsoka eventually comes out for the Republic, that's the model that I want to use because I don't know if it's going to be, you know, season one Ahsoka, season three Ahsoka. Like, I don't know what season they're going to go for when they do her model. Um, so I was just like, this season seven model already looks really cool and it's exactly what I would want in an Ahsoka model for Legion. So go ahead and just sell me on it right now. And I've actually started painting it up because I'm going to see if maybe I use it. Uh, this coming weekend at an event, uh, just now that Ahsoka's rules are out, which we're going to talk about Ahsoka as the time of recording all of her stuff is out now. We will talk about her next time, uh, especially if after I maybe get a game or two in with the with her, then uh, we'll deep dive into into Ahsoka and all that stuff uh, next time. But yeah, the War Scenery guys were super nice. Uh, I heard that they also might be sponsored on. Uh, be a sponsor for Friday Night Fights now, am I right? Uh, yeah, so we are we are just concluding up some stuff here. Um, spent some time uh, there. Uh, a, uh, I had seen their STL files before. Um, I One of the things I commented about, I had never seen their physical prints, so I just don't know if we're like just having underrepresentation in kind of uh, the, the circles I run in or the streams I watch, but um, really, really cool stuff, but I just hadn't seen any of the physical models, and, and obviously, uh, when you see things you know, in the physical form, that's when you, the wheels really start spinning, at least for me. So, um, I started talking to them about their stuff, and they were like, hey, do you like any wargaming? I'm like, yeah, no, I like uh, do terrain. Uh, they're like, oh, what kind of terrain do you do? And then I showed them some stuff, and then I showed them the first image, and then the guy kind of had like a little freak out um, he's like, oh, that's you. And then he like <laughs> grabbed the dude next to him. He's like, look at this. And I was like, I was like, yeah. And he's like, what, what else do you got? And then I like showed him. He's like, oh, you made that too. And then they, like, just, it just started. It was like a instant bromance right there. And so, um, <laughs> that's a, that's like, so no, awesome. no, no, no. They're like, message us, message us. Like, cause obviously they're, they're running their booth and they're like, no, send me a message like right now on, on, on Instagram. So I did. And then, um, then I made a point to kind of swing back through Sunday. They gave me some free stuff um, when I came through. Uh, just some some alt arts. I was gonna buy uh, some alt sculpts. Sorry, I was gonna buy a few more for for Big Jace. Just as like uh, he's always helping me out, so I did get some stuff for him. But they're like, oh, we don't have anything. We only have these like these off prints, and we like we don't want to give these to you. Basically, we, oh, we got some more here, so he gave me some like 
um, some like generic rebels and they're like, we'll, we'll send you some more stuff. And, and so they have a Kickstarter, uh, that they're, they're doing up. And so I think what's going to happen is we're going to do some work for the Kickstarter. Um, we're okay. going to do some, we're going to do some, uh, feature, obviously, uh, some, some terrain on the tables. And so, yeah, it's been really good. We've, uh, basically spoken near and close to every day since Adepticon, just back and forth. Um, and so I'm very, uh, very excited about that. Like we, we, we really like all the partnerships that we have, and you guys know we have we have a boatload now with like Legion Terrain and and uh, the Imperial Terrain and Corvus and mm-hmm. Deep Cut. We have just a ton of uh, a ton of great relationships, and it's cool that none of them are like we can't support you because you support X. It's like that wasn't even a factor um, at all. It was like them recognizing that we might have some value added here. Um, and, and, and us understanding that, you know, part of what we try to do is give everyone exposure. If we like what you do, I want to give it exposure. Like it's so it's, it's not just like everyone it's, it is select people, but, um, it's people that show a willingness to kind of work with us. They were, you guys spoke to them, uh, each of you, so you can form your own example, uh, in, in opinion about what they were like, but very down to earth, very friendly first Adepticon. I'm really enjoying it, doing good work. Um, and doing a whole host of things, terrain, old sculpts, mats, uh, so really a full gambit. Um, it's a big gamble to come over from from Europe and kind of like go you know, land there and be like, maybe a lot of people don't know who we are, maybe people do. Uh, we're not in the main hall, we're in this hallway. Um, I think they really like their location, to be perfectly honest. And I, I thought it was a... Like yeah, they had a good a, spot. <clears throat> it's not a prime location, but I think... It was still a good spot because everyone goes through there, right? Exactly. Exactly. So you capitalize on traffic going in. You don't get into the. You don't get lost in the in the uh, you know the the meandering maze that that is uh, often uh, the vendor hall. So yeah. um, no, super cool. Spoke to all of them. They were really uh, receptive. Um, and so I'm excited about what we can offer them. Uh, super excited that they are you know willing. I mean, you could look at that and be like, nah, there's already too much competition in there. But each each business. I mean, we. You guys play multiple war games. I don't really. Um, I dabble in a few others that I apparently, apparently, I'm a BattleTech player now. Um, but uh, and Blood you know, and Plunder. We, well, <laughs> Blood I mean, and Plunder champion. champion. Let's, <laughs> let's just be clear. It's world champion. Yeah, uh, true. That, but, um, but um, yeah, we we all we all find interest in different things in 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 whatever aspect we like. Is it whether it's the train, whether it's the cool models, whether it's the gameplay mechanics, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think that every company that's out there doing similar or the same thing is still able to kind of find uh, their their way through that, uh, add value to the to the community. Like nobody's like looking and be like, I can only print buildings from this one company. Like that's not. I haven't heard one person say that. And I've also heard <laughs> I've never heard one person be like, you know what? Um, I only like these STL files and those over there. I I can't print them. No, there's people who are like, that's a cool table. Where do I get that? There was literally people messaging. Um, I saw because I ran into the world's tables from 2019 um, that were there, and people were messaging me like, I saw some message be like, "Where's the STL files for these like trees?" And I'm like, "Those are those are scratch built, my friend." But <laughs> everyone is looking to find a way to get whatever they think is cool out there, and they don't even care how to get it, whether it's print, buy, make. Um, there's there's so many cool things out there, and they have a whole host of 
different ranges. And that's the really cool thing. They offer something that the other companies don't and the other companies are offering things that they don't. Everyone's kind of finding their way. The, um, the Hoth terrain or the Corvus terrain or the, the city fight or um, whether it's a, a feed theme table. Like there, you guys saw that Legion tables. There was like yeah. no table the same. Even the same buildings painted or configured in a different way made it look like it was a different look and feel. So... Um, that's really cool. And my last point about just just these good relationships that that being one that I'm really excited about, uh, you know, um, you know, nurturing through. Uh, and there was a whole host of other people I ran into. One of my I found a product that I had actually made at the Battlefront booth, which was kind of cool. Like physically walking up and be like, made the thing made in that, that box that right. yeah that people were buying. And and what I was when I went back on Sunday to say my goodbyes, uh, there was a guy in line holding that box, and I said to the to uh, to John Matthews, <laughs> I was like. Like it's a pretty cool product that guy's got there, and he's like, "Yeah, I agree, I agree." So, uh, of which, of which, I'm actually working with them right now. So, we might actually onboard some Gale Force Nine stuff as well. Uh, you didn't autograph our, it, rep- you mean? I, I did not. I did not. No, I didn't. <laughs> uh, just I went over and signed all the. Dang, I should have done that. Though. I should have bought one and had you sign it. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> uh, I secretly signed all the blood and plunder boxes, though. So that's uh, that's Oof. sufficiently awkward. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Justin's got a copy signed by me. So <laughs> Justin, um, check the bottom of your box. <laughs> nice. So um, yeah, no, I was just uh, yeah, just just finishing on the point that um, there there's so many cool things uh, out there right now. The relationships are are uh, are really really super important, and uh, that's that's a bonus. Uh, you know, you can go to a con, you can lose every game, you can roll terrible dice, um, but you're still going to hang out with a bunch of cool people, uh, probably meet new people every single time. Um, and then more importantly, catch up with uh, with some folks. And I think when it cycles around to, to, to the last day, I have my uh, probably one of my better stories of the weekend and catching up with uh, with old friends. So, so that's it. That's my Saturday. Well, let's. Uh, I was going to say so. We'll rotate in. I've got one last thing on Saturday, and I'll keep it real brief. But uh, we got to play one narrative game of Legion as uh, we went ahead and played the uh, dynamic exit scenario. Uh, and we've talked about this dynamic exit before on the show, so if you want to hear more about like how that works and uh, how that goes, go check those episodes out. Um, but we, uh, it's basically the heist scenario, and I went to the event and I was like, yeah, I this is like one of my favorite, uh, like creatively, this is one of my favorite events that the or, uh, organized play like game modes that they've made. Uh, so I definitely, so when I had the choice, that you know they had the Dinogix one going, uh, they had dynamic exit, they had some, and I, I think they had. Crashed escape pod maybe, or maybe they had the crashed X wing. I don't. I don't recall what all they had. I don't think they had the X wing though, actually. But now that I think about it again, because I maybe would have picked that. But I remember picking dynamic exit because a it worked for my time slot that I had open. But b I was also like, this is one of my favorite ones, and I want to play this with uh, other people who have been playing it or don't maybe don't know it, and I can show it to them, and we can and we can have fun with that. And as I go there, and I'm getting ready to set up. I bump into none other than Francisco, uh, who is like, hey. And I was like, oh, hey. And I was like, are you here for, uh, di- like, Dynamic Exit? You're here to play Legion? And he was just like, yeah. So we were like, okay, cool. So we basically just paired each other up, and we were just like, let's, pl- let's play another game. Because uh, we, we had such a dice time on, uh, on our game three uh, of Worlds. So we go up, and they... They give you everything you need for this. Like, per player, it's it's as if you went to a local store to play this organized play game. Uh, they give every player everything that is needed to play one game of Dynamic Exit. 
not like one like it's use. You know what I mean? You know, everyone gets the resources to play. One player has everything that you need for both players to play. I'm I'm over speaking now. Anyway, so yeah, we get everything that we need, and then they also gave us a bundle of command cards as like a promotional thing as well. They gave us a bundle of the command cards for the battle force, the battle forces. So we got the one, two, and three pips for all four of the factions of the battle forces that have come out, uh, which was really, really cool. I was really glad that they were giving that out. That was really awesome. So as with most things, when you get the prize right away, you already consider yourself a winner, and then the game is just for fun. So Francisco has not played Dynamic Exit, because his uh, his community in Chile could not get the uh, could not get the kits, and uh, they he was he was telling me how they don't like get the same support that everyone gets because you know companies can only distribute out to whoever they want to distribute out to, and you know I I don't know how it all works. I don't know if it's choices or they or or rather choices that are getting made for them. But um, regardless, he was saying that his his community was not able to get a dynamic exit. Um, so I was, uh, so I was like, well, not only have I run the event before, so I already have all the tools that they gave me, but I've also got like two other stores lined up that I could do this event at again if I wanted to, so I could get even more stuff. So I just gave him the kit that they just now gave me, including the Darth Maul card that comes with it. I just gave all of that back to him and I was just like, give that out to someone else in your community and, and, uh, so you guys can can play that. So like you could have two games going at once with with the with that stuff. So that was cool. I I, I liked to. Uh, he he seemed pretty happy with that. He also gave me a sweet dice bag that sadly this is an audio cast, so I can't show it to you. And I think he gave it to me actually day three the uh, game three of Worlds, not at this point because I remember using it in this game. But it's a uh, it's an order token bag that everyone I showed it to said it was a cooler bag than the than the Grievous bag that we got from AMG, because uh, it has uh, Boba Fett on it, and then on the other side it had uh, it has their like their four main game stores like their four main game communities in Chile that um, they like name each of their locations after a different planet in Star Wars, so they have all a, a logo with all four of them up. I'm like, man, I almost want to go to Chile just just to see their Legion scene because this sounds so cool. <laughs> but um, so we played a game of Dynamic Exit. We had some Rebel on Rebel action. Uh, I played as Lando Mando, uh, and then he had uh, his he he threw together a list of Leia and a lot of Rebels uh, with Mark II's and veterans and stuff. It was basically his list, but without the T forty seven in it. Uh, which he was sad because he really liked the T forty seven. But uh, we, uh, I'll, I'll keep it short. But anyway, we were able to uh, crash into each other. We were able to do objectives as objectives went. I was explaining the game as we went, but Mando ultimately like single handedly won the game. I had to claim every single objective because it was literally the last objective that I didn't grab was the one that I needed in order to win. Because you only need one of those boxes. You just need the right one. And I grabbed every single box but the one I needed. And I was like, okay, let's... We gotta hurry. So I'm... I have Jetpack Mando. So he's speed threeing around the board. He's carrying two boxes already. And jetpacking for this third ba- uh, for this third box. And it's kind of a telling move that I'm 
taking Mando all the way across the board for another box that my opponent has pretty much decided which box is probably the one that I'm going for. So it becomes a tough little struggle there at the end as he tries to shoot Din down. The problem is, is he's been ignoring Din for the first half of the game. So as he tries to pour everything into Din at the last minute and he's, and he's making those saves, he really doesn't do any damage to him by the time he's able to grab the third box and dash into opponent's deployment and end his turn. Uh, so it, it was a tight one, but uh, but Din really, really was the powerhouse and carried the game on his back. Um, so it was, a, but it was a really fun game. Both of us had a had a really fun time playing that. And then I think that was the same night that we did uh, Zinv. Yeah, we did the other Zinvaded demo, which we've already talked about, and then we went to Portillo's, which was super fun. We went with Pally, and we had we all had some good food. Talked about our dream of becoming a call center caller. That uh, one day all of us will achieve, maybe, if we're lucky. And, uh, yeah, am I missing anything from Saturday? Anybody? Mr. Omitted? Mr. Relevant? Uh, My Saturday was very uh, simple to describe. I had uh, some adult beverages and watched high-level Legion competition. (laughs) That's what I did. That's a good Saturday, though. Yeah. It actually was funny. I felt like I was watching a baseball game because even on that, that streamer table, when you can be so close to the action, you cannot hear what's happening. So I had the audio from the uh, the Twitch stream on while I was actually watching it. In person, like 10 feet away. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember seeing you there. Yeah, you had your phone up and then you had your headphones in and then you were looking, you were both looking at your phone, but then you were also looking at the table literally 10 feet in front of you. And I was just like, man, what an experience. <laughs> There was actually, and since you reminded me, there was a funny story about the uh, the the streamer table. I think it was game two of day two, I want to say. I don't recall which, which day, like what game it was. I know I was free. I was, because I was walking by the table, and I had some, and I had, uh, earlier I had given LJ some uh, some of the Dice Time swag that I brought out, and then... I was talking, to, I think I was talking to him or something, I was just saying, hey, at, a, at another point, or maybe I had something, I don't even remember, like, what I was talking to somebody over there for, maybe I was catching up with somebody else who just happened to be over there, but, um, I'm over there, and then th- the guys are playing their game, and one of the players looked up and saw me, and he, and like, paused the game for a moment, he was like, hey, you're the Dice Time guy, right? And I was like... Uh, like, I, like suddenly everyone's looking at me because this is like in the middle of the game and I'm like, uh, yeah. And he's like, I'm saying hi to you for free swag. And I was just like, oh, okay, great. And everyone started laughing. <laughs> so I was just like pulling the stuff out of my bag. Cause I was just like, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to give him the stuff. Uh, I was careful not to get anything on camera or anything. Cause they didn't want any promo stuff from anybody on camera. They just wanted official stuff only. But, um, yeah, I think uh, it was David or somebody from the stream was just like, yep, yeah, friendly reminder to make sure that you uh, catch up with the, all the influencers who are here giving out free stuff while you're at these events, because uh, there's always a lot of them here. <laughs> so uh, I accidentally got a accidentally got a Dice Time promo on the, uh, on the No Promos Allowed stream, so that was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, so Sunday... I think is our is our final day here. Um, let's 
Justin, I feel like you have the best Sunday story, right? You've you've got the best thing that happened on Sunday to you, right? So why don't why don't you lead us out with what you did Sunday? Um So did you do more drinking and watch more Legion? A few beverages, played some doubles. <laughs> that was fun. Um Yeah, that I've I've always been kind of wary of of doubles and narrative stuff just cuz I don't have a whole lot of time to game and when I when I do, I kind of want to practice and hone that that competitive skill. I'm very lighthearted and jovial, but I'm actually a really bad tryhard. So, yeah, obviously. I, I, I try to. I, I really never dip my toes in it. If, but, you're, you if know, your demo, if your demo game uh, has anything if, to show for it, if it's any indication, it's that I'm uh, just not good at being a tryhard. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I got some doubles play and just a uh, just you know good time. But a pro travel tip: uh, be sure to clearly communicate when you may need to leave to the airport with the uh, individual. Oh. As- <laughs> Um, yeah, that was fun. That's just convention <laughs> things. Just convention just things. Um, that was funny. I was like, in my head walking into the, the, you know in the morning. I was like, nothing. Everything. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Everyone's gonna come back exactly when I need them to, without me saying a thing. Uh, but it all worked out. Um, I was able to catch it. So yeah, it was. And fun. remember where his car was parked. That would have went more smoothly. I mean, that would have helped if he could ever remember where his car was. But you know. My car was parked in the same spot every single day, which was super nice. Why was it nice. so hard to find? Why it, was it so hard to find? Because you didn't drive it, I guess. That's why it was hard for you to find. wasn't hard for me to find. I knew where it was every single day. The uh, That was actually a plus of that convention center that you don't get at Gen Con is I was able to park in the parking lot of the hotel like less than a minute, like two minute walk from the convention center from my car, which was super nice. I could just keep coming back to my car and dropping stuff off and picking stuff up as I needed it, which is not a luxury you have at Gen Con at all. But um, but that was super nice. Uh, Sean, you want to tell us about your fun Sunday story? I know you've got... Uh, I know you've got a fun Sunday story as well. got a couple fun stories. Uh, one, I didn't play in the doubles. I I signed up. <laughs> Great start. <laughs> Starting your weekend strong. Because apparently my doubles partner... Um, Ghosted didn't you. know what didn't know when doubles was uh or didn't bring models for doubles either way it went undefeated in the doubles tournament so uh, very nice technically not correct playing. so actually so finished again higher than than just uh in terms of a win loss record <laughs> um less losses and, than justin yeah i mean yes to, less to be, losses i'll give you that uh, to be expected <laughs> whatever way i need to spin this narrative to be accurate I'm sure i i maintain that so, um, so on Sunday, um, sorry, I back it up. On Saturday, when I was upstairs, I saw a lot of people that I um, knew, uh, and a lot of people who like I don't, I don't mean this in a nice way. I forgot that I knew. Like I just I wasn't expecting to like run into all these people. Like I ran into um, uh, basically like Dave Taylor from like my war when like he was writing for War Games Illustrated, involved in the Flames of War um community like i remember you doing some interviews with dave and and like really liking his his photography work for war games illustrated and then i ran into john schaefer who uh worked for for ffg and john was my like point of contact on 
um, on building like the Geonosian terrain for the Clone Wars corset. Um, and, you know, just just a whole host of people that I knew didn't know I was going to run into them there because, again, not knowing who frequents Adepticon because I have never been there. It was just like it was just really cool to, to catch up with all these people, meeting some new people. Christian, who um, who is into the all the Mantic games, there's, there's a podcast. Um, I, I don't quite recall the name of the podcast that they have, but that the podcaster was like super interested in, in uh, meeting me because he remembers watching all my videos from like the early days. And like, so I got connected with him and it was like, you know, we had a, a nice little chat about, uh, about terrain. And he's like, I just really get inspired by the things you did before and blah, blah, blah. So that was cool. You know, it's, it's really nice to have those, those connects. So, um, was Christian into, into turn three of his, uh, Kings of war game by Sunday. <laughs> Borderline, maybe, um, maybe clean up turn two. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but uh, so when I was up there, like around, uh, we always like no matter what we did for the day, no matter how long it went, we always sort of beacon back to Christian, like in his tournament, because we knew that wasn't going, uh, which was which was crazy. Yeah, pretty uh, much every day we closed out, we'd go see Christian, and he'd still be playing. Like he'd be wrapping up a game, and we'd be like, oh hey. Generally, they were trying to like calculate points for who won. Oh, <laughs> it was God. like, well, do you guys want to go to like a? How about we go to a bonus like seven ghost rounds just to sort out this <laughs> one point difference between these uh, games? Oh, it seemed God. like so. Um, so anyway, when I was up there, I I spotted across the room. Um, John Schaefer was there, and he was doing some Necromunda stuff. And so I like went over, and I was like, "Hey, John." He's like, "Hey, Sean, how's it going?" I was like. Um, I, I was like, I didn't expect to run into you here. What's going on? We just did a little, you know, brief chit chat, caught up. He's like, oh, I'm doing Necromunda all day here, but I'm I'm doing onslaught demos. I was like, oh, I said I I try to get into the onslaught demos, but I like have like four waitlisted tickets, like four different time slots. He's like, like mm-hmm. just come see me on see me on Sunday. He's like, I'll get you I'll get you a demo. I was like, oh, well, perfect bonus. Um, because at that point, I knew I wasn't playing doubles, so um. So Sunday, sometime around noon or whatever, I was uh, I headed down to the to the Wiz Wiz Kids area. They were kind of big gaming in the back back hall, right, basically where the uh, war um, war terrain uh, group was that that entrance door. Um, and I went through and I was like, I didn't I didn't see John anywhere. So then I just like, all right, I'll just head back to Legion and see what's going on. And when I was going back there, you know, walking right towards me is Alex Davy, and I was like, hey, Alex is like, hey, Sean, what's going on? I was like you know to go through the the uh, the pleasantries of hey what are you up to blah 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 i was like well i was over to see john i was gonna do an onslaught demo but he's he's not there right now he's like oh come with me he's like i'll give you an onslaught demo and he's like i have a meeting in like 30 minutes um but um i'll walk you through uh you know the the intro to the game so what i don't know what happened to the meeting but alex never went to the meeting because we played like onslaught for like well over an hour we played a full game eight eight turns is my understanding um and it was very enjoyable. Um, so I'm going to just pick up Onslaught because uh, I, I'd like to try it. Anthony actually has a copy, so we can probably use his. I probably don't need to buy a redundant copy, but um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and so we were playing. Um, I was like, he was like kind of going slow at first. And then I started, then I was like just rolling a bunch of like critical hits. He's like, uh, He's like, you're rolling a lot of crits here. So he's like, I'm going <laughs> to tune this up. And so then he like just started whipping, this started whipping me real good. Um, and, uh, and I wasn't really playing the points in the game. And so I was, I was chasing. Once I figured out, I was like, oh, you got to go for these control points. And so it was thoroughly enjoyable. We had good laughs. He was helping me out with combos and, and just had a really enjoyable time. Then at the end of it, and like I said, we, we played for well over, well over an hour and finished the whole game, which was, which was super fun. Uh, John showed up at the end and then Evan Boris, um, uh, came over and he was like, 
uh, Evan's like into this. Like, I think he's like been playtesting and he's like, he, he's like really into this game. Uh, and I think he did like second or whatever in the tournament that they had. But Evan just drops the suggestion and be like, man, I would love to see, Sean, what you could do to make a 3D printed, like not 3D printed, but make this table, this board game table in a 3D. And then Alex just turns to me, he's like, that would be interesting. Mm. <laughs> he's like, I will, I will message you. Uh, and uh, I was like, thanks, Evan. I currently have no free time and, uh, you know, doing all the things that I'm doing, but I would love to build another table. So um, <laughs> you guys know building things for gaming companies is like, is, is my thing. It's like, I like building private tables. I like building my own stuff. I like doing tutorials, but there's nothing better than building something that's going to be seen by people outside of my basement, which is always cool. So <laughs> I'm not saying that I am. I'm not saying that I will, um, but I'm just saying I was talking to the right guy and the right seed was planted um, for potential. So um, the cool thing is, is in that conversation with Alex, not only did we catch up about all things, uh, he was like, hey, so how's the tournament going? Obviously, you're playing Legion, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I said, yeah, I'm just doing some CIS. I got this like, uh, winter-themed base uh, army. He's like, oh, winter. He's like, let me see. So he looks at it, and he's like, how did you do that ice effect? I was like, listen, Alex, it's like the E thing. And so I you're like, listen, how to do join it. my Patreon. I did not say that. I was like, listen, um, join my Patreon. Uh, no. <laughs> Any tier. Oh, I told him Any I was tier, like... we'll tell you. <laughs> I just basically walked him through it and I was, and I was like, Oh, uh, and I said, he's like, can you send me some reference picks? So I sent him some picks. And then he just says like, I was like, I was like, so let me know how it goes. And then if you have any questions, just hit me back. And so like two days after Adepticon, he sends me back his ice base because he was making an army. Um, and he was like, I have everything done. He's like, but I'm stuck on how to do the ice effect for it. Then he's like, I just, I'm just stuck there. He sends it back. They look great. Um, totally follow the effect he's got like the base is done up with ice and i was like perfect i was like so it's kind of like you know that like, like amateur teaching kind of a master kind of thing and, and not that he's not that he's building a lot of train he sometimes sends me some some train photos but i just thought it was really cool it's like you know if i can give somebody who's obviously very in tune with with game game mechanics game rules and in the gaming world uh, just just as something he like he's got that in his head like i got that piece of information from that guy so um it was cool i played with the guy who's working on the game i played with the guy who obviously core designed the game that we're all we're all really uh connected to which is cool um and still having that connect even though he's kind of moved on to different things um he's not like oh you still play legion poo poo i can't talk to you it's not it's not like that at all so um very very cool it was a great story i had a fantastic time gaming uh, with him walking through the game so you know of the games i played this weekend two different game designers walked us basically through their game which is really cool and you don't get that experience at anywhere um not just anywhere but but these cons are certainly a place you can you can get that which is super cool so that was yeah. my sunday it was a it was a nice consolation prize to 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 not play doubles. <laughs> well, very cool. I was gonna say, yeah, I, I remember when you were telling me like, yo, I just did this demo with Alex Dave, and uh, you were so excited when you were telling me all this, and I was just like, man, that's so cool. And I wish I I wish I could have popped in and said hi to him because we've we've never formally met, so I was I was sad I didn't get to do that, but I but I was still happy that you got to meet him at least and and talk to him. So I thought that was really cool. Um. And then uh, Paul and I have a we have a shared uh, Sunday. We go to the same event. Um, Paul, I'd, uh, why don't you uh, guide us into the intro of like what this event was that you invited me to? 
and what it was, <laughs> what it what it was about, like the premise of what it is. Yeah. Um. So we were playing uh, a Song of Ice and Fire, Simon uh, game, and I. It was another game that I've had. Um, it was actually one of the things I got out of the VIG box. Um, the first year I got that at Adepticon, um, they were given the starter box out, which I think I paid a hundred dollars for the VIG box at that time. And that and box itself was it. hundred. Yeah, it's like yeah. over a hundred. So oh, there you go. just to give you an idea of like how you the know value, value of those. Yeah, to go to bring it full circle. Um so anyway, so I've had that stuff for a long time. I am interested in the, you know, Game of Thrones. I read the books when I was younger and you know, watched the T V show like a lot of people have and whatever. So wanted to play the game. So this Sunday event was a friendly, like doubles learn to play. So essentially what what the premise was is you just signed up. They said on their sign-up thing, you can literally go buy your stuff off the shelf and come to this event, and we you can pull it right out of the box, and we'll teach you how to play. Um, so you, what was happening is you were, it was a doubles event. So you got paired, or you were supposed to get paired with a veteran player every round and so then they would kind of you know show you the ropes go through the game with you and then you would each get points based on your game that you played and then you would get paired with a new partner so the the veteran player with the highest points for the first round would get paired with the lowest um novice player and that would just continue through the three rounds of the day. Um, so you're constantly playing with new people. You were learning the game. Um, you got to, you know, kind of play with whatever you wanted. I know some people, like, just brought stuff that even, like, some of the veteran players were bringing, you know, units or armies that they have never played. And so they just wanted to kind of see how they worked a little bit while they were um, also helping out new players. There was a lot of cool people that were, in, you know, just introducing others to the game and the community and all of that. So, um, yeah, that was the the kind of premise of the game, which I'm really interested to see how I can use that concept um, moving forward and in, in you know like Legion uh, specifically to get some new players out there because I know that there's been some players in in my local community as we've been playing in leagues and stuff that, you know, stop by and they're like, oh, that's interesting. And we talk to them about the game a little bit and they ask like, well, what would I need to play and, and all of that. So I, I'm curious on how I can um, incorporate that kind of like doubles where you just get paired with a random partner. You know, you bring your own force and yeah, whatever. Sometimes we had you know, some weird matching. So, you know, Legion-wise, you might have someone with 500 points that has Luke, and then they get paired with someone with 500 points that has Vader, and, like, does it really make sense? No, but, um, you know, you make it work, and it's it's not meant to be a competitive event. It's meant to have fun, teach people the game, and, and you know, just get to the table, roll some dice, and hopefully yeah. build the community is the big, you know, end end game there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, have everybody have fun with the game and learn the game, and in some cases get into the game. Uh, yeah, Paul, absolutely. Paul and Joe were already set, and uh, and Chris Kerr, who was also there, I, I loved seeing him. Uh, friend of the show, uh, <laughs> but the, uh, 
Oh, by the way, Sean, since I mentioned Chris Kerr, Sean and Justin, uh, Chris Kerr, Biggs invaded guy. He, uh, we, I played, I randomly paired with him in a invaded event at Gen Con last year. So that was not planned whatsoever. We just happened to both be there. So there you go. Someone else you can play. Um, very, very nice. I, can I just, just interject here real quick? Cause yeah. Paul's on, Paul's on to something. So I think that, uh, in future, the, uh, whole, like bring a veteran with a novice, um, should translate over to, to blood and plunder. So Justin, <laughs> if you're looking for a partner next year, um, you know, Sean will have figure, you. We'll figure My out which role is, is which. This is going but... to be sweet. This is going to be merciless. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> Until that time. Until that time. Happens. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so they were all, so all of them were already going to this event and Paul and, and this, and, and back as we were still regist- registering for events, Paul was like, Ben, you want to, you want to play something on Sunday? And I was just like, what is it? And he's like, it's the song of ice and fire, the miniatures game. I remember one time you said that that sounded like something that would be kind of cool. Now's your chance. I'll even bring an army. You can play. You don't have to bring anything. And I was like, oh man, that's attempting. And I was like, okay, if I got into this game, there's literally only one faction that I would bother collecting. And so that's the faction I would have to play. And if you don't have that, that'll basically make my decision for me. And he was like, I I have a good selection of them, so maybe you'll find something you like. I was like, you got one right answer here, Paul. There's only one faction that if you you don't have it, I'm not playing. But if you do have it, I I will play. And he was like, alright. I was like, go ahead and run through what you have. And he's like, okay... So I've got Lannisters, and I was like, "Done, you win, you got it." <laughs> so I'm in. <laughs> so I and, and just so everyone's aware, I proceeded not to bring any of my Lannisters with me to Adepticon <laughs> so, for Ben to play with. So, so, so I played with uh, with a combination of Joes, I think. Was it, it, it was just all Joes. Yep, it was yeah, all Joes. Joes, and then I had a couple things that had to come from the TOs who brought like crap tons of extra stuff like cards and stuff oh yeah um so i played so i played a sweet jamie lannister and Tyrion led uh force of lannisters through the um through the battlefield and like you said with um you were like you could have random pairings like 500 points of luke and 500 points of vader team up does it make sense no literally my round one game i'm teaming up with starks my veteran guy brought brought Starks, and uh, we set up on the table, and he looks at me, and he's just like, hey, man, how's it going? Like, oh, I'm good. And, like, we're, like, having this, like, friendly, like, yeah, it's really nice to meet you and everything. Like, yeah, looking forward to playing with you. So what did you bring? And I'm like, oh, I brought Lannisters. And he looked at me, and then he was like, oh, God. <laughs> like, it all, the, all of it went away, because he was just like, I brought Starks. And I'm like, oh, never mind, we hate each other. <laughs> So he, uh, so we set up our opponents. Uh, brought two other factions. I don't exactly remember. I think one of them had like the Tyrells or something. I know one of them had like the Rainbow Knights, and then I don't remember what the other group. Was. They might have been the Stag Knights or something. I don't remember if that was that game. Now I'm, I'm I'm blending them all together. I don't have everyone's names 
all the player names and everything like I did for Legion. There was, and there's no game uplink for me to go cheat if I forget someone's name, <laughs> so I can't I can't get them all for sure. you. So I, I, I apologize if any of those I, people are randomly listening. I was gonna say, Ben, I don't think you really quite had the. Yeah, I didn't have the Legion <laughs> names. So you're right. You're right. Uh, <laughs> but I I went through and we played. Uh, uh, oh, the, the opponents set up and they were like. Starks and Lannisters, huh? And my and my veteran was like, "Yep, hell is frozen over." <laughs> and he was just—he just sounded so defeated that he had to fight alongside his 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 mortal enemy. But um, yeah, we had we had we had fun, and the the whole event throughout the day was super fun. My game one, we barely squeaked out a win on points, which was fun. My round two. Uh, was a very close game for a while, but then in the end became a huge. There was a huge swing that where we uh, where we turned around. We were facing off against like a giant and some wolves and some and some stagnite. I know stagnites were in that game, and we we it, it looked hopeless at one point, and then the game all twisted on its head with one big move, and we ended up like really smashing that one and i think that one really moved me as the new player moved me up the ranks because i got a lot of points for just being on that game uh obviously it was all my veteran uh and barely me <laughs> so it, I, I basically piggybacked off of his victory and then game three paul we got to play each other so we it was, did it was you and joe had paired up and then you had you had my round one veteran was coaching was coaching you guys and then I paired up with another guy and we ended up having a game and that one was really fun because that one really did come down right to the wire and of course like many of my blunders of like invaded and legion this weekend it all came down to me completely choking on dice rolls in the last round <laughs> because I thought that we had that game in the bag, and then I choked on one rally roll, and the whole game just fell into your guys' lap. <laughs> and you guys were able to just completely clean house with us. And I was like, well, that sucks. <laughs> but uh, but it was a really fun game. I really liked playing that with you guys. And then, then yeah, Justin mentioned it. He's texting me this whole time, and he's like, bro, I really need you to get here. I need to go to the airport. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap. So we're about to wrap up and do like the award ceremony and everything. And I'm like, I've got a dip. Like I'll be like, I Paul get, get whatever I win if I want anything. And I'll just see you next time later. And I ran back to go get Justin and we got him. We got him all taken care of. Uh, we got Sean taken care of. I, I had to give Justin his stuff cause it was in my car and I was at the other hotel. Um, I got, Sean taken to his next hotel because he wanted to continue Adepticon just a little bit longer. And then I, uh, and then the hotel that I dropped Sean off was literally like less than a block away from the hotel I was at originally. So I was just like, Oh, well let me just go right on back. And I caught the, and I caught right at the end of the award ceremony. So I was able to pick up my stuff. So I got thanks to, uh, thanks to, the people I played with that day and Paul who uh, grabbed something else for me. I got a Lannister starter set. I got a Lannister heroes three box. And then I had also apparently won the top new player of the day. So I got my first and my only Adepticon medal 
which they they have medals for like different events. They'll give them out for you know different different stuff you win. They give them out at like the trivia nights that they do. But they're like these big huge bronze like a, they got the Adepticon logo on them, and they're like official to the convention. And no way would you have told me at the start of the weekend that I was going to earn one from anything. Would I have believed you? Uh, much less would I have believed you if you told me it was in Song of Ice and Fire. So, <laughs> uh, I guess I'm, I guess I'm picking this game up for sure now. And now that I already have so much of it that I'm very eager to paint and, uh, and play with. Um, I got in touch with my local gaming community who play, uh, Song of Ice and Fire and I told them the, the story of the event I played and what I brought back and, they were very excited. They were like, "Oh, s- sweet!" Because uh, they were like, "They they they don't have really any Lannister presence, or they maybe have one other guy." But they were like, "Oh man, and you're gonna be a Lannister player? That's awesome! We can't wait to meet you. Can't wait to see you." So I got to get that stuff painted up so we can so we can do that for sure. Uh, but that was but that was yeah. fun. Thanks, Paul, for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never invite you again. Taking the top newbie spot. <laughs> beat beating me for it. Hey, no, I mean you beat was... me in a game, so I know when you beat I the know. winner, aren't you the winner? <laughs> uh, it, Justin, I, you I will say there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's Highlander rules. I'm coming after you. Need to stop it. Um, I will say that they had a lot of really good prize support and. The veteran players were really awesome about when they were winning like prizes because there was best like veteran player and best novice player. Um, when the veteran players won something, typically go either get something and give it to one of the novice players, or they would just pass their pick of like prize support to let the novice players like come and get, get more stuff. And then they just kind of took whatever was left over um, at the end of the day. So it was really, it was really cool to see that too, from, from people, you know, veterans who are coming out who really don't need to be there and don't need anything, but really just, you know, giving back to the community and, and, you know, trying to get more people involved. Um, Definitely something I want to try to, you know, bring to other games, uh, you know, especially like Legion, um, getting new people involved and, and things like that. And just a, a really cool event was run really well. The guy who was in charge of it was very nice. Um, if there were any questions, like they were answered right away. Um, they were able to, they had a printer with them at the event too. So if, there was like a rules update that someone didn't know about. Like they just printed it off for you and gave it to you. So that way you had it in front of you. So you didn't have to worry about like, Oh, what was that thing again that they said changed? And um, yeah, they were just really on top of it for that event. It was, it was very well run. And I, again, hope to bring that to some other events that I'm involved in. Yeah. I was going to say it was a really nice idea that I would love to see brought into more games like you said, Legion, I think, would be a great way to do that. I would die having so much fun getting random pair-ups. Like, hey, I brought 250 points of Rebels, and you brought 250 points of uh, Empire. And we're going to play our two command cards and just see the craziness that unfolds when we try to combine these two. So, yeah, I think that'd be I think that'd be really fun. I'm, I, I would look forward to, uh, to playing something like that in Legion, getting something like that set up. 
But um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was gonna say so. At the end of Sunday, that unfortunately takes us to the end of Adepticon. You know, we've been running for this. This cast has been running for roughly three hours now. So that I think that. Uh, but uh, for for Sean, if we're going based on how how long he felt like he spent at Adepticon, I think this cast was fifteen minutes. But um, I know that that is a is a, is a long time. So if you've been hanging with us this entire time. We appreciate it. We're uh, we're glad that you took this journey with us. Uh, there's also going to be, it might not be up for a little bit longer as the time of recording, but maybe it will be up soon. the uh, The video I went ahead and basically vlogged all of our adventures at Adepticon, so uh, you can you can follow me through all the through all the journey of stuff. That should hopefully go up on both the Dice Time and the uh, Terrain Studio YouTube channels up pretty soon. Pretty soon, TM asterisk. Uh, and yeah, so, I mean, otherwise I know everybody had a lot of fun. Um, I know everybody got to play tons of games and had a blast and I, I don't know if I, I'm hopefully speaking for everybody, but, um, I'm hoping to do it all again next year with you guys. Yeah, I plan to be there. Probably see what TSA says, but probably try to make the trek down again. Oh yeah. Sure. Cause you had a fun time with TSA. <laughs> and I always do. I always do. I feel like they're coming out of a kindred spirit, TSA and myself. So, I mean, I did lose my luggage on the way back, just uh, just to sort of end cap my my trip. It's your weekend, away. yeah, Very exactly. Nice. So, I did have a spare pair of underwear here, though. So that's lucky. Uh, so it was good. It was good. Well, next but, time uh, you're not even you're not even packing the underwear just so you can no, bring more so, stuff back. Yeah. So if I lose it next time, hundred percent, I'll be good when I get back. This was a little <laughs> touch and go, but I I did find uh, did have one in the drawer, which is good. So yeah. And Justin, we and already know plugs. you're coming back. Your earplugs next year too, Ben. Don't oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah 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 yeah. The disrespect that Justin was showing you when he was passed out after the beverages was. Pretty, pretty rank. Oh so. man, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna say it. I wasn't gonna say yeah, anything I, about it. I will. I was I, able to I, sleep. I, I was able to sleep through him just fine. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was a lovely white noise. Yeah, I had my free white noise machine, Justin, and it was. And he did. A, he, he for what he was hired to do, he did an amazing job. We won't even <laughs> talk about that. You crawling over with your blankie and pillow, three a.m. Almost every day. I can't sleep, guys. Can I, just curl up your, <laughs> Can I sleep in your bed? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, Go back to sleep. I can't. <laughs> we won't even talk about the breakfast timings either. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. They were late at the first loose breakfast. American, loose American timing. Sean, and, Sean and Christiane were on that French time still. That first day. They, uh, they, they missed breakfast. Yeah, apparently. And that's it. And then there was nothing else. And then there was no other timing issues the rest of the weekend. That's it. Oh, everything was right on time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Justin never nearly missed his flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all worked out. (laughs) All right, Justin, we already know you're coming back next year because you've already been training. (laughs) Yes, yes. uh, Well, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. Oh, that was was half committed. I guess he has to win his invite back. All podcasts. He's just been geared up for this. I'm going to crush you next time, next time, next time. When it comes to committal, they commit. He wants to surprise you. Yeah. Exactly. I, I ain't TTS blood and plundering you either. Just FYI. So. <laughs> it's only it's in person or nothing. It's nerf or nothing. Can you imagine TTS? Can you, Kings of War on TTS? Wow. 
Oh man, yeah, it'd be yeah, oof, that'd be ten years. Would but, be. That, but it would be quite a game. It'd be sure. anyway. We'll go ahead and we're gonna go ahead and wrap us there though. But uh, if you got to make it out to Adepticon, you know exactly how much fun it is. And if you haven't been out to Adepticon before, maybe you've been to other conventions, or maybe like Justin, maybe this could be your first convention. Uh, hopefully, some of our stories and some of our tales have persuaded you maybe to go check it out next year. Uh, and if you do, maybe you can catch some of us there, and we can all we can all have a dice time together. So if it's fun for looking for new games or you're looking for games that you've already played and you want to meet some of the community from different parts of the world even, maybe different parts of the country, you know, wherever. Um, This is definitely a great place to do it. Adepticon's an awesome venue and you can have an absolute blast uh, with all the games that you're looking for. So, I think we'll go ahead and we'll close ourselves out there. Gents, uh, Justin, Sean, thanks for joining uh, Paul and I today on the cast. Thanks for having me. No problem. And otherwise, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll sign out here. Uh, until next time, and we'll talk about Ahsoka and all the fun stuff that, uh, that, that we'll have then. I will be Ben Jetron. I'm Paul Watson. Go out and make today even better. Have a great night. Justin, I couldn't help but your uh, delivery on the outro was a little weak. Do you want to do you want to roll that die again? What?